0: What's up, and welcome to Look Who's Talking Mao, a very long overdue podcast. I'm your host, Chris Maury, and I apologize for being gone for so long. Uh, the day I recorded the last episode of the show with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride and the Casey Morning Show was the same day Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID, and the NBA suspended their season, and in the coming days, everything shut down. Um, some of you know, I work at Record Bar, a music venue here in KC, so needless to say, we are still not open uh, we have some events coming up in July, uh, but it's going to be a long time uh, till we're back to normal. Um, and just just on that note, if if you're not wearing your mask, please do. Because if you don't, this is how this spreads and this is how I may not have a job anymore. So please, please wear your masks uh, because it's not just for you, it's for all of us. Like I said, it, it's gonna be a long time until we get back to normal. Uh, not being around people and music as much as really affected my creativity in a way I was not expecting exactly. Music drives a lot of my creativity, so I probably should have seen it coming, but I'm, I'm doing okay, just been creatively zapped. Uh, but now video games have changed that. Kind of brought me back to uh, really getting back on this on this uh, podcast train and, and everything again. So on this episode, I'm
1: joined by Thomas Egan. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. I'm doing okay. How you been? I've been good, all things considered. Uh, my work never stopped, so I'm kind of lucky in that regard. Yeah.
2: Joe, how are you been? I'm all right. I'm bored. <laughs> I mean, that's an understatement, but yeah. Just sitting at home, playing PlayStation, and watching the kids.
0: There you go. That's Joe Shelton, everybody. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about a whole host of video game announcements. Uh, PS5's Reveal, Guerrilla Collective, Summer of Games, so many events happening, uh, what seems like every day. Uh, but we'll get into some of the stuff we're excited for, uh, but I'd like to get into what has been eating up uh, all of our quarantine time and all those kind of things. So uh, you could have just been playing it yesterday or you could have been playing it during quarantine at some point, uh, and you want to talk about it, we'll get into those. Uh, but I want to start with a game uh, Joe and I have been playing and Thomas will be starting this evening or sometime soon. The Last of Us 2.
2: A continuation of one of Naughty Dog's finest uh, pieces of work. Uh, the first one was, as anybody who played it, was a gut-wrencher. I mean, you... Mm. you every time I talk about it, I'm reminded of the Pixar movie, Up. where <laughs> okay. and, and, the, and the reason I say this is because most movies wait to the end to punch you in the guts. <laughs> where up and The Last of Us got to the first 20 minutes yeah. yeah right. and you're like not even 20 minutes yeah like you're like minutes. what yeah. and yeah. then and I think they found that doing that set the mood for the game for the player and it really changed the tone the way they presented it so uh, so far I'm I'm only three chapters in and it still doesn't disappoint so I mean I've seen a lot of mixed reviews online I mean from one extreme to the other you know, people saying this is the game of the year, some people saying it is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's been all over. Well it's
1: so. a, it's
0: also
2: a lot of people who haven't
0: even like, maybe they got the game ruined for them and now they're angry about it, so they're just gonna dump all over it, but it's if if you if you're gonna have this strong criticism of something, you should have at least tried it. Or at least, you know, done something with it, rather than just being well, I, it just sucks. It's awful. One I know time. what happens. It's like, but you don't really, you don't Dude, really know what happens. Dude, I have a friend of mine
1: who he and his wife will look up the ending to anything they're interested in. If I show them something and they see the first 20 minutes of it and it's a 10-hour thing, they'll look up what happens in the last 10 minutes. And I'm like, That's why? Boring. I can't even share this with you. Yeah, like that doesn't <laughs> make sense. they're like, well, now I know to... what happens. I don't have to watch it. And I'm like, that is not how this works.
0: I get, I get that spoilers are awful and... The people who were posting all that shit suck. I follow a lot of video game uh, journalism and stuff on YouTube and on Instagram and all these things, and I somehow avoided it. Don't look at the fucking comment section. It's not that hard. Don't look at the comment section. No, <laughs> well, sometimes not it's not on purpose. It. I mean, right? It sometimes it's not in. on purpose, but do not look at the fucking comment section. Yeah, I've
1: been surprised that I haven't been spoiled on it even at this point. I mean, the game came out la- uh well a week ago from right now uh, from recording and. I'm pretty surprised I haven't seen any spoilers, Yeah, uh, even in, in some of the communities that I'm more skeptical of.
0: I think people are doing a pretty good job, relatively, of Do like, keep it, keeping it together and not... Especially when they're doing things like this and talking on podcasts, not laying everything out unless it's like clearly stated. This is a deep dive into this. This is a spoiler cast for this. This is, you know... People are doing a pretty good job.
1: I really think that spoiler culture has changed since the Avengers came out, since uh, Mm. Infinity War came out. Because it seems like people are generally more respectful to why spoilers would be offensive uh, than they were before. And maybe that's just me projecting, but um, I feel like even games that preceded the Infinity War, right older games, Mass Effect even. Uh, not that at this point, I mean, you could shout a spoiler out and somebody who hasn't played it wouldn't even realize it's a spoiler. Right. Uh, but I feel like people are being more considerate to the idea of like, hey, you know, people told to people. me once they, they were like, oh, you don't like spoilers? We'll just stay off the internet. I'm like, dude, what? I'm not going to stay off the entire internet because I haven't seen a movie yet. Dude. You know, it, it's an inconsiderate point of view. So I feel like people, I don't hear that. Nearly as often as I used to, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even have to be nearly as careful personally as I feel like I used to, um, because it, it used to be some comment would pop up and it would be like, "Here's what happens." And I'm like, "Whoa! I was not asking for that." Yeah. Uh, but I just don't see that anymore. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Uh, and I'm <laughs> I'm really thankful for that. I think it's
2: just the circles we roll in. I mean, yeah. I I'm I don't surround myself with people that are that are inconsiderate or douchebags. So I mean, I, I don't. on <laughs> my! Um, you I do be, know me. Um, yeah. On my feed, I, I don't see a lot. I didn't see a lot of spoilers. Nobody has spoiled Infinity War, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe that was because they were like, oh, hey, we're doing the big theater thing. Let's not spoil. Or, like, I don't hit all the Reddit sites. I don't hit all. I mean, I don't
0: do Reddit. So, um, that also, I know a lot of that stuff happens there mm-hmm. too. So, uh, yeah, I, I just, I'm i not in there. So,
2: I don't. And I don't even see with it. The Last of Us, uh, when that big leak came out, I never sought it out. I mean, and as far as. as from what I heard. I about, watched people
0: talk about it, like talk about the leaks happening, and I still didn't know what the leaks were. Yeah. You Same. could you could just assume, like you could make up things in your brain, you're like, Oh well maybe this happened like whatever. But like
1: I I was just waiting for somebody to accidentally or purposefully spill the beams yeah. during that time and it didn't just happen.
0: Just didn't happen. Well
2: the statement you made about the culture of it has changed since Inventive War, I think, is poignant because Look how much effort, look how much money Disney spent to keep its own actors in the dark. Oh, really? They shot what's scenes... His, what's his name? They shot Best scenes... That, the, the, uh, what's his name? The uh, Spider-Man. Tom Holland, yeah. Tom Holland, yeah. But, but they shot scenes... <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> they shot scenes that were never going to be in the movie in the first place just to confuse the actors. Yeah. So when they, they couldn't accidentally spoil it, like, well, what happened? I, I don't, don't know. know. We shot, like, <laughs> nine endings. I have no idea. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the the... The spoil culture—it's never affected me, and yeah. and and I've never, with the exception of Infinity Warning game, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever looked forward to something so much that I was dreading a spoil. Like if somebody yeah. spoiled last a part of it, let's say, you know, the the third chapter scene, if they spoiled that for me, I'm like, all right, I'm still gonna play it. I'm, yeah. still, I'm still gonna be emotionally connected to it. That's just how I am. But
0: it's also it's also like I I feel like there's there's a payoff. For seeing this through, even though honestly this game is so intense sometimes and so stressful, I feel like it's constant. Uh, um, you're constantly hit with uh, encounters, and <laughs> you have no time to breathe. Like when you think you have a minute to breathe, you do not have a minute to breathe. What? and You you don't you don't have time. And it it even though that it's so stressful, and I haven't even played today, even though I really wanted to. I just. I was stressed out and angry, and that's not the
1: way to yeah. play that game. You're like, game. let me relax with this. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be it. But. We've been
2: we've been trained on suspenseful games. Resident Evil, all these. So we've played so many of these now that we are expecting something to pop out of the left or the right. I, I remember the, the first Resident Evil game was the first game that scared me. Legit scared me. Made me jump. Me and one of my best friends were playing. We were playing it in the dark for some stupid reason. And in the first Resident Evil the damn Dobermans jumped through the window oh yeah I, I about shit myself yep Same. <laughs> and and I remember jumping like legit jumping and then after I we're done playing we think games have never done this before and from there we played well the Resident Evils, Tomb Raider uh, Silent Hill we played games that are suspenseful and you expect Every corner to have something. So now you're approaching it as such. Yeah. You know, I find myself playing Last of Us now. And, you know. You're, you're just waiting for something to happen. Walking through the snow. And I'm like, is me walking in the snow? Is somebody going to come out now because they hear me walking in the snow? Or is it just going to be jump scares? You know, and I expect it. And, of course, it's going to happen because the game wouldn't be a thriller-type game if it didn't. So.
0: Yeah, I, I still remember in the before time, the long, long ago there was these places called Blockbusters, hmm. and you could rent video games from them. Weird. Yes, uh, me and my friend uh, in high school one night, we were like, let's get something scary, man. Like, yeah. So we got Fatal Frame 2. Uh, we played that for a total of five minutes. We were like, holy shit, we got to take <laughs> this back. This is too fucked it's up. Too scary. This is too scary, man. And then uh, we took it back and got Indigo Prophecy, which was an incredible decision, because we stayed up till six in the morning playing that game but Man. it was the same way yeah what I will say about The Last of Us is it's it's definitely an achievement in games the, the way it looks how they tell the st- just the way they're laying out stories I've literally wrapped up zero of the story like I've, I've gotten zero closure on things that are happening as far as I'm I'm a little bit farther than Joe I'm just past uh, Seattle Day 2 it just has a way of telling a story that just isn't doable any other way It's not doable. Like, yeah, you could say, like, they can do this in a movie, which they are. They're doing the the TV show with HBO. Um, And I hope they they do it justice, which I I have confidence in HBO. And it's also from the show creator of Chernobyl. So um, I'm very confident. that, And Neil Druckmann, of course, is very very heavily involved. I, I have confidence that that will be great. But my girlfriend heard me playing the other night. And a character is playing a song. And she just... She's in the bathroom. I think she was. I think she was like coloring her hair, and she said, "Are you crying?" Because she could just hear the moment happening, and I go, "No, I'm fine." But she just like could hear the emotion of the moment, even though it wasn't a mo- it wasn't a moment that affected me very deeply. It was it was like a character building moment for the characters, but it didn't um, it didn't make me cry or anything like that. Uh, but it like just her even hearing it from outside the room and being like are you okay yeah <laughs> like are you doing all right, you right. You the scene, yeah you set it up. yeah and she can hear it and she's like it sounds like it's incredibly acted and and i've tried to show her i i what i wanted to do was to play through the first one and like have her watch and she's just like well i don't know when you're even doing anything i'm like this entire time i've been playing she's like what like oh. i'm like <laughs> i'm still like she goes when do you get to do stuff and i'm like I have been controlling the character the whole time she's like oh I just feel like I'm watching a movie or something okay. so I tried to do that with the first one I didn't and also there's just really frustrating gameplay segments in the first one that just drive me nuts which i I feel like is is sort of the same it's it's it feels this game feels better than the first one the the combat and things feel better it feels there's there's parts where it's like I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna get through this I'm also like trying to It's supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be playing a little bit of stealth in here, right? But usually for me, in all stealth games, shit hits the fan three or four guys in to taking people out, right? So then it is just madness. Mm -hmm. Um, And this game, uh, you know, there's dogs in it that sniff you out and come at you and can find you quickly. There are uh, enemies that... uh, uh, don't you communicate with words? Uh, so they're communicating with each other, and you know they are, but you can't. You have no idea how to what they're talking about, mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden you get hit from the side. And you're like, "What the
1: fuck? Where did that come <laughs> from?"
0: Like, it's it's uh, it's an intense ass game, uh, but it's it's very very good. It's 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 like a art house horror movie, like or like you know like something like that. Like it, it's. Um, I was watching some today. I can't remember. I think it was on uh, podcast Beyond. They had a guy from Spawn on me on there, and he was like, "This is like I love." Um, he he used a bad term. He said gore porn, which I'm like, no, that, don't say that. That's that sounds bad. But uh, he's like, I like really bloody, gruesome movies that are like super nasty and gross. He's like, it's like one of those, but you're play, you're in it, you're playing it. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like one of those movies that once a year comes out and everybody will talk about it and be like, well, man, that was intense. Yeah. It's like that, but in video games.
2: And it's, it's, well, I it's mean, just very well done. Video games is a unique art form because, and I'm going to quote a comedian, uh, Darrell O'Brien, he said it's, and he put it in a great way. He said, well, you have movies that you can sit and enjoy, TV you can sit and enjoy, art you can sit and enjoy, music you can listen to. Video games is the only art form that will punish you for not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it can trigger a fight or flight, even though you are not personally in danger. Yeah. Right. It and so it invokes certain emotions. So that that movies and TV's can. Yeah. And this game is. I mean, I know Naughty Dog is trying just to make everybody a ball and mess with this. <laughs> and it, it may. Once I get to the end, it may. I don't know. But I hope it doesn't make me. I don't want to be as bad as I was at the end of Endgame, but. I mean, I'm, I'm not against it. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Because I've seen people saying it's their masterpiece. I've seen people saying it's terrible. Um, right. I'm not going to You offer. cannot... There's there such is a no, disparity.
0: There is no planet in the solar system where this game is a bad game.
2: The last person... Does that I, make sense? Well, <laughs> people people I respect, and the last person I did this podcast with... He seems to think that the game is terrible. Oh, uh, Master Prime! Master Prime! But man. that's
0: for from a story moment. It's not because the game is bad. It's from he's he, did, he's he saying knew the it's story he,
1: he was mad about that game, like he's saying, three saying it's, it's a story
0: ago. moment that makes that made him angry. He hit halfway through and he's like, "I don't want to play this anymore." And I'm like, "I'm probably gonna." The, one of the big uh, story moments at the beginning of the game, I was like, "I can't touch this for a while." Yeah. That it only lasted a few hours,
1: and of course, but, but it's you know the Last of Us one was the it remains one of the only games I've ever had to take breaks during because it's just it's so very intense. Much, it's very, it's much so race, intense, yeah. and I mean, you you gotta have a pal cleanser. I'm like, can we just like watch like a nature <laughs> documentary right now or something? <laughs> That's exactly what I said in the, post of the day. I was there. Like, yeah,
2: can you watch a Goofy movie. I played three chapters of Last of Us, and I gotta go play Apex to to feel sane <laughs> again. Jesus, because. Right, but right. you know, there's, uh, there's another game where I love, with all my heart, and I'm waiting to hear Adonis hate this game. Because he's going to hate this game. Mm-hmm. That's what Adonis do. Shout out to Adonis. Shout out. But I like it so far. I'm excited to play it all the way
1: through. Um, I'm excited to start. I'm really late for it. It's, uh, so I will say, uh, you know, it's funny that we've kind of got three different versions here, but The, the Last of Us 1 was the first game... Uh, Arguably the only game that my girlfriend and I have played only when we're together. So I had the controller in my hand the whole time, but I never played anything right. unless she was next to me on the couch. And it is it is like a movie. It you is, know? or a TV like, show or something like that. I yeah, think. because you don't need to know anything about games to look at it and, it and understand what's yeah. happening. Uh, because it's cinematic. It's funny that it, that the first one is a PS3 game, even though I play it on PS4. Um, but it really is, a, 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 I think, a milestone or a you know, marker to show how far games have come as a median. Like yeah. forget the argument about like an art form and stuff. Now games are they look so good that you don't need to know anything about games to understand it. Yeah. You can just look at it and be like, Oh, I get it. This yeah. is like a it's movie.
0: A narrative potential, just even seeing a glimpse of what Last of Us is and what Naughty Dog does, you're just like, Wow, this opens up so,
2: so many other possibilities. Well, video games has been the only medium that I've been happy to say that I've been naive about. Like, I remember when Super Mario World came out on Super Nintendo, and they, and Super Nintendo had introduced the thing where the backgrounds they had, they would have three different layer backgrounds moving at three different speeds. It gave the background more depth. And I even remember, and obviously it sounds insane to say now, but I remember saying back then when we saw certain games that were using the Super Nintendo's power to its fullest potential you're like this looks amazing yeah how are they going to top this right you know and then the next generation comes out and then you play a game you're like well how are they going to top this I, read- when I
1: when I saw Halo 1 I was like this is the pinnacle this of is technology the, t- yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've reached the apex <laughs> we're not going any
2: further yep and then you eat your words every time and even after you said it you remember you said it you'll say it again because <laughs> we're going to say it right now we're going to say The Last of Us 2 right now it's one of the greatest looking games I've ever played. Absolutely. And so, PS Five coming out in November, what could they possibly do to make this look better? How, how can they? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven.
1: Well, honestly, <laughs> what they do is they make games that play as well as the graphics look. That's yeah. what it is. The graphics are at a point right now where I don't really need them to be better. Honestly, when I played God of War, for you know that game came out two years ago three years ago something like that Mm -hmm. 2018 I think Uh, I only just played it I only beat it about six months ago that game is gorgeous of course it makes my fans on my Playstation sound like they're going to fly off but uh, the game is gorgeous and the gameplay is fantastic that's what I'm looking for in a game is it looks as good as I need it to and it plays so very well And, and we're at a point like I said where you don't need to know anything about games to walk up and be like oh this is beautiful like there are games like I think Celeste is a beautiful game, but Absolutely. it looks like it could have come out on Super Nintendo. Could
0: have. I mean, it can't. But
1: well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. more complex than that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if, yeah. if if so, if a the vi- if visual. a layman walked yeah. up, they might think that that game came out for Super Nintendo. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame. Yeah. Um. I love that stuff. So I, I love. But I I just I love like I'm happy where graphics are in general. Yeah, they're going to keep getting better, but I'm cool with where they at where they are now. Um, it's it's being able to marry that gameplay so that people can walk up and just fall into it the way that they can fall into the graphics. Well, in the last
2: five, maybe even ten years, I mean, mocap has advanced thanks to movies. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, game video games are seeing it now as where we don't have to hand-animate everything anymore. We can mocap just like The Last of Us. I mean, Ashley Johnson plays Ellie. She doesn't just voice him. She's in the mocap suit doing the actions and doing everything and did a fantastic job. She doesn't
0: look exactly the same which is interesting too when they especially with The Last of Us the crazy emotions that they get out of out of all those actors and things Sad, in their faces angry well just the cr- it's crazy like if you're not turning around the camera and looking at people's faces at certain moments like you were playing this wrong you gotta see I mean there's just there's insane. a certain
2: level of illuminated shine on video games that makes you you can tell that it's CGI oh yeah there's we, have, we haven't we have reached hyper realism yet not yet and we're probably we're I'd still say, a while I'd say away. two two three generations of consoles away from but, I mean, look at deepfakes. I mean, yeah, deep, yeah I, I think mean, about the software, software alone is starting to get so. I, I just
0: showed Devin one the other day where it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger as all the characters the from Office. The Office. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's yeah, I really enjoyed that.
2: But, I mean, and, that's just, and that's just software. That's, yeah. that's, you know, I mean. <laughs> it's great if you haven't seen it, just
0: Google Arnold Schwarzenegger at The Office. I'm sure it'll pop up. It's incredible. But. Yeah, to kind of to kind of wrap this, I know we kind of went all over the place on on The Last of Us, but video a of, games. A lot of people are talking about it. I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm maybe eight to ten hours in, maybe not sure. I keep putting it down because it's a lot, and I knew it would be. i I didn't get into it going. I'm gonna blaze through this thing. I knew it was gonna take me a while, and I'm. It's I. I guarantee you. What, what day is it? It's 25th? It's I'm not going to have it done by the end of the month. It's yeah. going to be a while. Yeah, this, um,
1: this is a game it's like a, it's one thing to set aside time in your life to play it but this is like alright, how much emotional stability have you got to handle this thing right now? Yes,
2: exactly. Last major game I finished was Spider-Man so I mean Yeah Polar opposites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Spider-Man's amazing. Yes, it is. It's very good. Uh, The other game uh, that I've been playing and Thomas has been playing, and Thomas I'm going to kind of give you the floor here with this because I was going to struggle to talk about it without somebody else playing it, but it's a a card battler, Uh, it's an early access now, it's been on Epic Game Store for almost a year, but it's now on Steam, it is called Griftlands.
1: I think it's still an early access on Steam. Well yeah,
0: it's early access, it just released early access on Steam on June 15th, Mm -hmm. but it, it had been on the Epic Game Store for a year.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so I it was put on my radar probably a year ago uh, when I watched about an hour long video of uh, of gameplay. Mm-hmm. So at that a point, a quick look probably. Uh, it was a quick look. Yeah. At that point, I had never played a card battler as I think of it now. Um, the closest thing I'd played is Hearthstone, but they it, it's that very is different. that is a card game, but it is not the same at all, yeah. and I didn't understand that. Card battlers are basically their own language. It's hard to get into the nitty-gritty of a card battler without having a foundation. So, with that said, I would explain this game as, uh, so let's say you glance at it. It looks like an 80s sci-fi animated game. Yes. It, it, uh, parts of it remind me of the movie Heavy Metal. Yes. And I really enjoy that. I think the animation is beautiful. Uh, so what you do is you are in this gritty, slum-ridden world, right? With all sorts of different aliens, and uh, everybody's a scoundrel. Uh, there's the the character I played, I'm not sure if the other two available characters have different uh, stories that they deal with. But in the area I'm in, there's a lot of indentured servitude. There's yes. a lot of illegal...
0: Incredibly <laughs> timely, this game. In- Incredible. <laughs> There are little storylines that you don't have to go down, which is a whole other aspect to this game, besides it just being like a card battler. that are very timely. Speaking of a quarantine, speaking of oppression by uh, the, the policing of, of this world, it's... Is
1: there a quarantine in the stuff you played? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And on the first character? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's really cool. That's really that. cool. Yeah. So this is a roguelike game where once you yes. die, you're dead for real. And if you want to play more, you have to start a new game. Uh, sort of. Okay, well, I haven't died yet. And uh, okay. I would say, but before I get into that, yeah. because I wish the game was harder, uh, before I dive into why I think that, this game, so it's a card battler, right? So you have abilities that appear as cards in your hand. Yes. And as you progress you add cards to your deck, if you choose to. So um, you might have a deck that's all about playing a lot of really low-cost cards. Or you might have a deck that's all about um, using one or two very expensive strong cards during your turn. Um, And and anything in between. There is a ton of variability, and you're building your deck on the fly, so you never really know what you're going to get next. There's a whole lot of randomization. But you get these abilities. A lot of random and there are two ways that you uh, approach encounters so you can either negotiate with somebody to uh talk them out of fighting you or you can extort them for money or intimidate them and all sorts of stuff
0: but and also you you have a deck you like say you have a deck you have actually two decks you have one for the negotiations and you have another one for combat combat situations
1: and so, you, the, the combat and negotiations are similar, but also pretty different. Yes. Uh, without getting into the nitty-gritty, uh, you, you can always, uh, like, Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire is another card game that I very highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, I seriously, I would say that's one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, that game is very difficult, uh, but the idea is... You can always see what the enemy is about to do next. So you can plan how you're going to act based on that. So it's the same with negotiations. It's the same with combat. Uh, in this game, um, in combat, you can have party members with you. Yep. Uh, it becomes a whole element of do you want to kill this person you're attacking? Or if you get them low enough, they'll just surrender. Yep. Um, if you decide to kill them, you'll get extra loot. But you'll get a reputation. And, and other characters may not like you. Right. And so... What it really comes down to is there's this cool card combat, you know, triple C, and uh, (laughs) there's this cool card combat. uh, But really, this card game there there are plenty of card games out there, but this one is for people who like RPGs. Absolutely. So this if you like games that uh, have you make decisions that have consequences. Yes. This is the card game for you, and uh, I've liked the the little interactions I've had where. on one hand, I made somebody love me, and it paid off, and it was tremendously helpful. There was somebody else who liked me, and I had the option of doing something to make them love me, but I didn't do it. And later, it came back, and I was like, oh, man, if they had loved me during this part, everything would have been so much easier. Yes. Um, and so you never really know what's around the corner, and I really like that.
0: Yeah. And you said, so you haven't died yet, so you're still on your first run, so how many, you like...
1: I'm only on, like, day two. Oh okay. So I'm at, I'm at the beginning. I, it, it looked like maybe you play like ten days or something.
0: You play uh, well. So in the first character, the the lady, right? right. The lady bounty hunter. You're a bounty hunter, by the way, <laughs> um, or at least this character specifically is. Um, there's three different characters. I think the third one's not out yet, but there's uh, there there's three of them. Uh, you, this bounty hunter basically has five days. Is basically what happens. There for for the the main the main boss basically since it's your first run, I will I have a feeling. You said you wanted this going to be a little bit harder. Yeah, I have a feeling that the first run is easy until you get to the boss. Really, and then every subsequent run after that is much harder. And I, you are I would like that. You, I th- I because I think what they're trying to do is show you. Here's your. Op- here's the options. Here's what's that going on. That makes sense because and it gets you very far. Because I remember I was like, just, I like, I haven't died and I'm eighty percent. I'm kicking through. Bucked. Yeah, I'm kicking ass. And then get to the main boss, wrecked, just shit wrecked. And then hopping into the next run. What what happens when you die is you get an option to take. You get three random options. There's a lot of randomization in this game. You get three random options. You could. Um, Add, some, add something to your uh, resolve, which is like your negotiation hit points, basically. Or you could add uh, stuff to your health. Or the option could be you get to take this card with you that's super powerful mm-hmm. into your next run. Or all these people will like you if you go into your next run. Oh, that's nice. I've abandoned most of my runs eventually because after being like the second or third generation, I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> like, let me just start. Give me the give me fresh the big, start. Fresh start. I played the first character, second character. I played, I just checked, uh, I played about 27 hours of this game and i have not finished a run. Oh, wow. Um, so... I probably put, like, it gets five hours in? It gets very difficult. Yeah, it gets very difficult. Uh, you constantly see characters, new characters, just do like you see characters you haven't seen. you familiar
1: characters in subsequent runs?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You will that are, that are like, main... They're like, so there, there's, okay, like, I like little if- side quests and things, but okay. it uh, you do see characters, and sometimes characters like switch places sort of like where like normally it'd be this character telling you, Hey, this person owes me money. I need you to go get that from them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe in a subsequent run, it's, it's the, the roles are sort of flipped or it's, it's just, there's a lot of randomization going on. It'd be, it'd be very interesting to talk to the developers about exactly what's happening here because there is a lot of randomization, even, even in your cards, when you, when you're playing your cards, you, you, they, they almost have like experience bars that get filled up after you use them. And then once you use them and fill them all the way up, then they get upgraded. And then you get a choice of, of how they upgrade. Like let's say... a bunch of choices. Yeah. Let's say the card is like, it's just an attack card. It's like uh, two to five damage, right? Well, when you upgrade it, then it's like, it could change the cost of the card to zero. Or it could change the cost, keep the cost the same, but the damage goes up. And it's your choice.
1: Right. Like I had a, a block card that I upgraded and there are like six possible upgrades, but when you go to upgrade it, only two of them pop up. Yeah. So you don't know which two it's going to be. And then you have to choose one. So like the, the first card I ever upgraded was a block and it was like, Hey, you can either make this block really strong, but then you cannot use it for the rest of combat. Yeah. It's gone. Or you can make it just a little bit better and yeah. that's it. And so I thought that was nice because, um, just like Slay the Spire, it, each fight is going to be a little different and, and not only are you adding cards to your deck as you go you're upgrading you're, you're customizing uh, your upgrades as you go I, I'm really enjoying it I still would say Chris it, I know you told me you've not played Slay the Spire Yeah, I will straight up give you $20 to buy that to game buy because it, that's how strongly I feel about it when I, when I uh,
0: I'm hooked on Grifflands though. so well, I can't
1: be playing two card battles at mean, the same time you could uh, you could do you, you have a switch? if you were to I do well, <laughs> if you had a Switch, I would say that's the best place to, to play Slay Aspire. Um, Spire. It's, it's nice because it's just, like, Grifflands, I sit down on my PC and I play it for a while. Slate Aspire, I have it intentionally on Switch so that I'll play it for 20 minutes and then set it down and then come back to my run later. If, if you're willing to
2: buy in the game, will you buy me a Switch? <laughs> I mean, for awesome. $500 right now? I still don't have
1: a Switch. Yeah, dude, with, the, with lockdown, everybody and their brother sucked up the supply. Right anyway I, I really enjoy that game it's what do i pay 15 dollars for that
0: uh I think? so when i i'm pretty sure the demo is still on steam and you can download oh, the yeah. demo for free so if you are at all interested in this game i it gives me very heavy pyre vibes honestly with its uh sort of graphic novel or not graphic novel but um what do you call that? Well,
1: it's kind of like graphic novel. Where, where they're like, like two characters talking, 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 one on the left, one on the right, and you do dialogue. And you options. can
0: hover over certain things that are highlighted to give you more info about the world. So it gives me kind of pyre vibes, but it is. I was not expecting it all to. I downloaded basically a bunch of demos on Steam when they announced their Summer Games Fest. And I don't know, man. I got sucked fucking. I played one run and I was like. I'm buying this. It was on sale. It was twelve ninety nine or whatever. Um, Have
1: you ever played it's fantastic. a... fantastic. Uh, ...combat card game or whatever these are called?
0: Um, like, I've played... I mean, I've played Hearthstone and Magic and things like that before. All that kind of stuff. But this is different. Yeah, In, like, very a pretty much. big way. It's I, I, it's... I know I keep saying Slay the Spire,
1: but Griftlands is basically an easier Slay the Spire with I've, RPG I've, elements. And I've but, heard great
0: things about Monster Train... I've heard great things about
1: all these, but... Well, bo- both Grifflans of them, my favorite part plans. is the tooltips. If there's a question you have about a card, the game is trying to show it to you. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is hold over a word or a card, and it will tell you what every single thing on that card S- does.
0: Same with... Yeah. Gr- or are you talking about Satisfire? Both of them. Oh, yeah. Lance does the same, where, where it, it says it's evoke. You're like, what the fuck does that mean? Just hover over the card, and it'll tell you exactly what it mm-hmm. does. So it, it's... It's really it, quick It you it. It wants you, to, it, to, it wants you,
1: you it. to know exactly how to play so that if you lose, you lost because of something you did, not because the game was obscuring some information. It
0: does. There is a huge... Sometimes, like, you're getting out of conversations and getting out of battle with, like, three health or three resolve, and you're like, damn, man, that fucking...
1: Well, that I can't wait to get to that point because I am always, like... Ninety percent. Well, it's because
0: you're still on your first run. Yeah, I'm it's still showing weird. you. It's still showing you what's going on. <laughs> Baby's first. Yeah, yeah, quest. yeah. Because uh, because the second character co- plays completely differently. Like everything about it is completely different. Not completely. Like there's still cards and you're still every sort of still the same. But the character itself is different. The map that you're playing on is completely different. Specifically, the attack and Okay, so for the second character, he is a former, like, whatever the police are in town. I can't uh, remember. Admiralty. The name yeah, the Admiralty. He's former Admiralty, uh, and now he's like, kind of on, on his own, doing his own thing. He's kind of a, also a bounty hunter. Grifters, as they're called. Um, and when he does negotiations, he has a coin that you have cards that flip the coin and do these things. And if when. If the car, if the coin is on a different side then it does different things oh that's cool and then for his attack uh the the main girl's attack she has like two like save or like daggers so she does a lot of like running and stabbing and all those kind of things for this guy's attack he has two blasters well these blasters can get charged and you can play cards that give you charge that make attacks stronger or you have cards that Spend all your charge, deal extra damage, all these kind of things. It's just completely different. Going from one run being like, I'm, I'm sort of getting bored with this person. Like you, you unlock it fairly quickly. If you get really far in, in uh, the first character's thing, I think like uh, I the think, second level it'll unlock. I feel like
1: I already unlocked the second guy actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it unlocks pretty quickly. You unlock new cards each time. Like as long as you level up your your character, you'll unlock new cards. So on your next run. New stuff's gonna start popping Dude, out Dude, I that gotta you didn't say see before.
1: I love that I love that upgrade mechanic. It's the same one that Ratchet and Clank has. It's how do you upgrade this? Use it. Just do it. Yeah. Like you don't just sit around and then put a point in it. No, you have to use it to upgrade it. Which yeah. means if there's a card you like, you're automatically gonna be using it. So you're gonna get the yeah, upgrade for it. So you're gonna quick. get the
0: upgrade for it fairly quickly. But it's it's a very, very cool game. I haven't really played anything like it before. Uh, so I, I, like, I knew Slay the Spire And I, I've been sort of interested in that I was in, interested in uh, SteamWorld Quest Which I believe is a similar uh, Card Battler type situation So I'm told But Grifflands grabbed me And then I've been Would you give it 5 out of 5 pink flamingos? I would Indeed I would Give go. it 5 out of 5 pink flamingos
1: uh, That's pretty high price I know
0: Well I am wearing, I'm wearing a pink royal shirt, <laughs> And there's a pink flamingo <laughs> on my
1: shirt So the
2: idea, there you go mm-hmm.
1: I'm excited to see more of that game um, I have found be, I told you I play say the Spire and spurts mm-hmm. I keep wanting to play this game that same way but it's not the same game like you're clearly supposed to you're supposed to li- at least live long enough to see the consequences of your actions so it wants you to survive right? I put it
0: down all the time I just like exit out and I'm bouncing basically in between Lands and Last of Us 2
1: well I actually find myself setting it down more often than I wish I actually wish I wanted to play it for longer periods Uh, but that's okay that's not really the game's fault Um, but yeah I'm excited to see the end of this run for better or for worse Um, yeah I I just
0: you're gonna die yeah that's something you gotta gotta gotta, accept at the very beginning it tells you hey you're gonna die like this is just how this works like because you have to get stronger and you have to learn more and it it like it lets you know you're gonna fail dude
1: the first game I I played like that where I was like okay I just need to understand that (laughs) victory is not necessarily the goal Yeah, it's to get better was uh, Darkest Dungeon Mm. and uh, these games just like that um, they auto save so there's no such thing as rolling your save back to like oh crap I died let me just go to the beginning of that fight nope if you're dead you're dead. Yep. Uh, unless you're using some mod or something, uh, you got to deal with your consequences. And I really enjoy games that make you deal with your consequences.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's not easy, but I, I, I very much enjoy it, and um, I think people should check it out. Uh, check it out on Steam. I'm I'm fairly certain um, yep. the demo is still available for free. If you if you're anything like me and you played it for five minutes, you were like, oh shit, I think I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> like pretty quickly, I was like, oh no, buying this. Yep and like of course if you buy early access you get the full game for free when it releases but
1: no I just assumed I mean, that's, that's what I was paying for
0: basically yeah, yeah. I mean uh, yeah I don't I don't know that any, any game developers done that I'm sure they have and I'm sure it didn't go well Joe what
2: what else have you been playing besides The Last of Us 2 so I have got into Streets of Rage 4 just like everybody else um, i heard great things
1: I've heard great music
2: yeah oh yeah Yes, um, and obviously I'm still playing Apex with my boy. Yeah, boy! <laughs> I started playing my first Assassin's Creed game, which was Odyssey. Odyssey is good, it, it is. starts off really strong. I think the thing that stood out for me the most, and it's just a simple gameplay mechanic, was being able to climb on anything. Yeah. that's It's an interesting way because, you know, a lot of times developers limit where you can access, and they say, well, it's open world. Is it really open world? I mean, we. We haven't seen an open-world game where you can go... Like, you're in a big downtown metropolis, you can go in every building on every floor. Yeah, We've right. never seen that yet. Maybe it comes to the PS5. Who knows? Um, and Saints Row, the third remastered. Uh, that just came out. I mean, it was just fun. It, maybe, maybe some of the jokes and shit don't
0: age well. I have not Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't gone back. But that game, when it came out, was, was fun. I remember the... The big uh, purple dildo bat that mm-hmm. you get. And the penetrator. People with. Yeah, yeah. It's, fucking, it, it's just so over the top. It's it's like charming in a way where you're like, this is just so fucking it's bonkers. that it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, if
1: I used to think that that was a GTA knockoff, like trying to be a real competitor. And then I was yeah. like, oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no they're no. doing their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Uh, so that um, Mortal Kombat 11 a little bit. I Like I was telling you earlier, I bought that plus all the DLC just so I could live out my childhood fantasy of RoboCop facing off against a Terminator. Yep. I played that several times. But uh, no, I'm uh, I'm still invested in Apex. Uh, I haven't uh, strayed away too much except for Last of Us. Uh, I've even slowed down a little bit of, of Assassin's Creed just because of Last of Us. But um, at, at a certain point for me, Odyssey because I bought it when it was, it was like a
0: package and you basically got both games for like twenty bucks. Right, Odyssey and um, Origins. I mean, even touch Origins, but Odyssey was very cool. I was having a lot of fun with it when I was playing it, and then eventually it just started getting Mono- I mean, monotonous. Just a little monotonous, man. Just like a little bit like this, there's so much That's like, Odyssey like,
2: you're talking about. I'm, yeah, and I'm applying process that I came across in ac- by accident on another game I used to play that I loved. Uh, was the Mass Effect series. Um, I remember playing on Mass Effect 2, and I remember getting sidetracked from the story and just doing a lot of the side missions. Mm-hmm. And then as you're doing the side missions, your character levels up just like it does any other game. Right. And then I then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. About the, I haven't seen any story clips. Let me go back to the story. And now you're progressing along the story, yet you've leveled up so far that you're just... Take right to the store. Yeah, yeah. And I, I carried that mentality into games like Odyssey, where by doing up these side missions, now I'm, but you know they've designed the game so that even now I'm you, the mini boss. Right. Yeah, yeah. But now they've designed the games as such as so even when you're leveling up, so are they. Yeah. And that's
0: they, it's it gets what got frustrating for me is there is a bounty system in that game where bounty hunters will come after they get hired. So anything, but they you don't into, negotiate
1: with you. They only to combat.
0: Correct. So when you, when you go do it, you're like, oh, well, I have to clear out this outpost. Somebody in that outpost is going to hire a guy. And if if you're getting into the shit, maybe three guys in that outpost decided to fucking hire a guy. And now you're not just fighting the people in there. You're fighting these three ridiculous bounty hunters well, that I- show up. And it's like, fr- like, I swear to God, like three... Four missions in a row, I just kept getting, like, several bounties. I'm like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs>
2: like, well, and speaking of the bounty hunter system, in that game, there is a glitch. I don't even know if it's a glitch. It may be a design that I'm not seeing. But if if a bounty gets placed on you, and you kill that bounty, it doesn't disappear from your list. It'll repopulate the next time you look at the list. But if you bump into that bounty hunter when he's not looking for you in the wild, and you kill him, then he's taken off the list. I don't know if that's by design or if I've got that's, a broken copy that's weird yeah that, that's so if, yeah if you suspicious. encounter him in the wild you can take you you can you can kill him in remove room from your list but if he's after you it's a different part of the gameplay mechanic that if you kill him hmm. and you you go to the, you quickly say hey this is you know my close to whatever yeah you go on the list you see he's x out or he's you know he's got yeah, his head down yeah. and he's okay great but if you go back and forth between your tiers you'll see other bounty hunters that you've killed you're like well, why is he back on the list what the hell I, I killed him like an, you know three days ago I don't understand the mechanic with it no. maybe it's something I'm missing but uh, but no I, I played that I mean I haven't even beat it yet I mean I'm yeah. in,
0: no, I, uh, how could you <laughs> <like 100 hours laughs> I haven't
2: I haven't even I haven't even unlocked all the world yet I mean yeah. I haven't sailed everywhere to each corner but um you no. Know, Last of Us and Apex that's pretty much where I'm where I'm comfy at the moment what about you Thomas?
1: Uh, I make my rounds. I haven't played Call of Duty in a little bit, but I have been playing a little Apex. I haven't played Call of Duty in a while either. Um, um,
2: quick side note, fuck Call of Duty and its install size. Oh yeah, I,
1: I posted that today. I, Call of Duty right now. Why I... I oh, God. 196 gigs is how much space that's taking up. And that's the reason I'm not playing The Last of Us yet, is because I had been putting off buying an external hard drive for a long time. <laughs> I knew I was going to need it. Honestly, I didn't think I'd ever play Call of Duty, but when Warzone came out, I was enjoying it so much, I was like, I guess I'll keep this. Yep. But when I installed it, I was upset about the 100 gig size. Now, it's twice that. Yep. And when I go to install anything, I, I find I'm out of stuff to delete that yep. I want to delete. Yep. So I have to delete, or I have to like uh, edit and upload the videos that I didn't feel like uploading right now, but I have to. Um, so anyway, I finally just got my external hard drive and it's running as we speak nice. to transfer my stuff so um, after that's all done transferring then i will download the last of us and i'll probably start playing it tomorrow but um, i'm legitimately upset that that is taking up 200 gigs of space it's insane that's
0: it's like such a fun game that but totally that's too much
2: well i mean, it's I, so I, much i get that we are not game developers we don't we're critiquing something that we couldn't do if we asked to do it right now but dude but as,
1: as a consumer as, as a consumer, consumer
2: yeah. you are literally yeah. taking such a large portion of a place because you said your PlayStation's a Gen
0: One, right? Yeah, it's a How many games that? Oh, jeez. Is it
2: 500, or is it even a 500? I don't know. Might I'd have to look at
0: it. It might be 250. So if it's a 250. I, yeah, I think it is. has got to be. So you. Think, it, I, I bought that when there was six games on the shelf.
2: So you can you can install <laughs> Call of Duty on that and a couple other games, and that's
0: it. It's no, it's literally Call of Duty and one other game. Yeah. Unless unless what you do is. You down because what it does is it re-downloads it because it's some stupid thing with PlayStation Four. So what you can do is you can, when it's time for an update, you have to delete the games that you're playing, download the update for Call of Duty, and then re-download the things that you've right. been playing.
1: Because if it's a forty gig update and you have, you know, uh, your hard any hard drive, it needs to be like, it, it really maxes out around like three quarters or like four fifths capacity, right? Mm -hmm. And then it starts really running slow. That's my problem is I've hit that capacity where where technically there's more room on my system, but it just can't run. It's not intended to work that way. So, uh, you know, let's say that four fifths mark is my max. It's like, oh, there's a 40 gig update. Let me just make 40 gigs of space. And it's right. like, nope, not enough space. And I yeah. make 50, and it says, nope, not enough space. Right. And I make 60, and it says, mm, we'll think about it. Yeah. And it'll get most of the way through the update and then tell me, uh, no, sorry, it's not enough. It's just too much. I'm like, why? I just, at least explain to me why this is happening. So, again, as a consumer who doesn't know how any of this stuff works, just just tell me what I need to do to make it work.
0: Yeah, and I kind of I miss like getting on with everybody and like chatting and being like, oh, I've leveled up my my uh, pistols and now I have dual pistols like all these things like you figure out the challenges for and then you start doing them uh, to get like dragon fire rounds and stuff like that it's like all that's fun but the game size is way too it's just way too high well cons- it, it consider is.
2: it lesson learned so when I get my PS5 I'm gonna get a 5 terabyte SSD mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna call it
1: that yeah I'm gonna hold on to the 2 terabyte I just bought and, and uh, see where I'm at with the PS5 I know I'm gonna buy PS5 day one Honestly, yeah, I'm going to pay whatever they tell me to pay because I, well, because I can, at this point in my life, I can actually afford it. When when previous systems have come out, I was in no position to right. buy a system that had three games on it. Yeah. Um, but I know I'm going to buy the system, so I'm just going to get it day one so I can be part of the zeitgeist and be excited with everybody.
0: I wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts on the design and everything. What did you
2: guys think of the way it looks and all that I have no issue with it like everybody's I've seen all the memes I've seen everybody dunking on it and I'm yeah. just like it looks fine to me I mean I, I'm that's gonna get good it, to me too I'm gonna get the digital version because that's basically all my PlayStation is now I don't, Same. Buy, I don't <laughs> yeah. buy disc games anymore which will make it cheaper for your awesome. 100 bucks yeah. oh they already said it should be about 100 bucks cheaper
1: Ooh, um, love that. we'll end up getting the disc one because I do all digital but uh, oh yeah I need to put this phone on uh, silent again um, Liz, Lizzie <laughs> does all disc um, so all of her Wii games like if I want to play Breath of the Wild I gotta get the cartridge out yeah. and I forget that cartridges even all exist right, so yeah. uh, and so with my games when I first got a PS4 I, I think I had Fallout 4 on disc I think I have No Man's Sky on disc but everything else I've bought is is digital at yep. the beginning of this generation at the beginning of the PS4 generation I thought I'd be more interested in having physical stuff because I could give it to my friends yep. but I realized I just don't do that as often as I thought I would. And account sharing
0: is a thing. So, like, you could, if well, you have like a really close friend, you change, you, you yep. put each other as each other's. Right. Uh, so, I, ha- I had two things.
1: PlayStations to run game events, right? Yeah. Well, now I, I don't have any reason to have a second one. So, instead of selling it to my friend, uh, I was like, hey, I want you to play these exclusives. I want you to play Last of Us and God of War and, and Horizon. So, take my OG PlayStation, I'll keep my Pro. But I'll just log in. Like I'll give you my login, or or what I did, I made uh, the PlayStation. I give him. I made that my home PlayStation. Correct. So he does doesn't have to be online. He doesn't yeah. have to be logged in as me at all, and he can play all of my games. Yep. Um, and that's pretty cool. So he has this whole library that he paid nothing for, um, and of course that's an unusual situation. Most people don't have two PlayStations, and if you do, why? Good on you. I mean, we, have,
2: <laughs> we have four, but I have three kids, and each one got their own PlayStation.
1: Four, man, they're living the good life. Uh, but anyway, disks. So my girlfriend <laughs> and I are going to... Uh, we're going to split the system. So yeah. um, we will end up getting the, the disk version. Yeah. But it's funny at the beginning of these generations. Remember when DRM was a thing mm-hmm. that people were very upset about? Yeah. And now it's like, so what if you have to be online? Like, who, who cares? Who isn't online? Who isn't yeah. online? And Because uh, even if it's not... Well, whatever. I don't have to go down the rabbit hole of why internet access is important. But um, basically people look at what they have now and then they apply their current needs to the future hardware so people were upset about drm because they're like i have all these discs i don't want to go digital why why do you have all this hardware and software that requires me to be online well now it's not a big deal yeah i think people are looking at the size and uh, like oh can the ps5 be tipped over on it its can. side yeah and it can uh but it definitely look it doesn't look as sleek as yeah. as the current one but I'm going to make it work, and I know I'm going to enjoy it. So people are looking at it now, and they're like, oh, man, am I going to be able to do all the exact same things I do now? And really the question should be, am I going to have to do all the things that I do now? Like, probably in five years you're going to be glad that there's some new functionality. Well, any um, I think any game that's submitted after July something has to
0: also, for PlayStation 4, also has to run on PlayStation 5. That's right. So all that plus uh, Cerny said that they have hundreds of games that they're testing uh, from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 so you Dude, to, as
1: long as it's backward compatible I'm going to have plenty to play I, so. I
0: don't think it's going to be I honestly don't think it's going to be full like I don't think it's going to be every single one of my PlayStation 4 games that I have on there which is seriously like in my library that's, they're not downloaded on there but in my library is like 290 games like I guarantee you there's some of those that are not going to be, like, working on the other one. Where some of them just, they just, games don't exist anymore because they're online games or whatever. But not all of them are going to work, and that's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. There's not going to be a PlayStation 4, like, trade-in program or anything like that. Because that, they just, that doesn't make any sense for them to do because there's so many. I'm probably going to have my PlayStation 4 still. And it's still going to be around. And it's still going to have access to all that shit. So... Um, I'm not too worried about I know they still haven't come out and announced Anything about their smart delivery Or anything like that I, From what I understand It's up to the developer if they do it or not So I know like EA is doing it and Or at least for Madden They're doing it and things like that And Cyberpunk says they're doing something similar Like if you buy it on Playstation 4 you, you It'll be an upgraded version for you On PS5 if you make that jump
1: Yeah I really but enjoy I, that. I, that's becoming more commonplace. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm just not that that worried about it because I still have the PS4 around. Like it's it's not. It still hasn't died on me. I bought it during launch time of the PlayStation 4. It's still alive. It's loud as fuck, but it and it does some weird shit sometimes. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like it does some weird shit randomly. It's always. Ra- it's like once every two months something weird happens, and that's about it. Which is incredible for a system that's seven years old.
2: Okay. I think something that nobody's really talked about, the thing that I'm looking forward to most... Well, I wouldn't say look forward to I'm, I'm interested to see the implementation. Is the new UI... I want to see... Because they said they're stepping away from crossbar. Well, did you see... Did you In
0: the presentation, they showed it. Did they? For half a second. Not the full UI, but they showed the startup. Like, mm-hmm. press the PlayStation button, and it goes...
2: Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see it. dissolve. I may have missed that. It was, it was, a, it was
0: like a... Uh, uh, thing in between the trailers, and it was just like super quick, but it showed you like what the press the PlayStation button thing looks like.
2: And the only really concern I had was uh, <laughs> this is me again. I really, really hope my Apex account carries over to PS5 because if it doesn't, i oh, at this it point has. it
0: has to. Well, and they they actually did, I think they said that because they're doing cross play between uh, Nintendo Switch now because it's come to Switch, Well, Nintendo right. Switch,
2: Origin, Steam, also. Yes. So, but I mean, they did, but they didn't, they said PS4, Xbox, but they didn't say the next gen consoles in that conversation. I, but you have to
0: assume any game that is a live service game. Because you're going to, you're going
1: to log into your EA account, right? The same way you log into your, uh, or your origin account Uh, or whatever. uh, Yeah. What is it? Your your Activision account for, for Call of Duty, right? You log into the account that exists no matter what system you're on. Yeah. um, PC or different generations of console. And so your EA account is still going to be your EA account on PS5. And and like you said, Chris, it, as games as a service, they want you to keep playing their game. And if it's a freemium game, like... Well, it's not even a freemium game. But if it's, if it's a free game, like Apex is, they're going to do everything they can to just keep you coming back every day or every yeah. week. They want to make it as smooth as possible. I was actually surprised it took this long to get crossplay. Um, I still... I, I have questions about how... Um, how things will transfer over. For yeah. example, if I boot up Apex on my computer, I don't know how uh, all my stuff from my Battle Passes from PS4 will work. Right. But I, I can
2: guarantee, I mean, just for the crossplay perspective of it, they will probably ask you to pick one home account. Yeah. So you're going to pick either the one that's on your PlayStation or the one, and then that one's going to yeah, be... That's true,
1: because that's what Destiny did, right? And that's the ultimate games as a service game. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, 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 really, I don't even
0: know what's going on in Destiny right now. They're doing so good. much. It, it Like, I, I hopped in right after it went free-to-play and shit, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? What there's, happened? There's a lot
2: of stuff. Well, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'm and just I'm, like, I'm, I'm out of this now. I'm gone. I'm such a hypocrite because when, when I was into Destiny, anything they put out, here, you know, a couple bucks for this, you get it, I'll buy it, I'll buy it, you know. And then they did another big expansion, and they, and they said, well... It's gonna be this much, okay? I'll buy. It. And that was the one that right before, right after they did that, Destiny went free. I'm like, you <laughs> sons of bitches. Yep. And right. it just turned me off from the game completely. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck it. And so between that and Apex, I didn't really have a staple game that I was playing a ton of. I mean, I play this, that, and the other mix here. I, you know, Battlefield. Um, my
0: my staple games are usually like sports games. I can just always fall back and just play a couple seasons or do whatever and that's like just the constant like there's at least one sports game downloaded on my PlayStation and I'm playing my story games or whatever yeah. what have you uh, throughout that or yeah. a shoot like I got you know a sports game a, a story based something and a shooter usually Yep. Yeah. but right now there's no shooter because Call of Duty is stupid big
1: yeah I uh, I usually have the, these same games like Slay the Spire like Apex and Call of Duty um, games that go in, like, 20-minute sessions, something like that, Yeah. where I can pick it up, I can do a run, and then if I want to quit right then, I can. If I want to keep playing, great. Oh I mean,
2: yeah, you, when me and Nick were playing, you popped in, And I'm going to play a game or two, and then, then you bounce right back Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it was actually somebody, I can't remember who it was, but someone I actually know personally. I had popped into their game, and normally when I jump in, it'll be like, hey, let's play two or three or ten games, <laughs> right? Where, you know, it'll be like one more for five games in a row. Yeah. Um, but what I found is it's almost as enjoyable because in Apex you, you can only have three people in your squad or, or in Call of Duty four, right? Um, if there's one extra guy on, you're like, well, this stinks because yeah. somebody's out. out or, yeah. or let's say in Apex, which has a three-man squad, if you have four people on, either you do three and one man's out or you do two and two, and each squad is dealing with a random teammate, right? Um, but the—yeah, uh, I—, I I realize I'm having more fun popping in, like, between groups instead of just picking a group and playing the whole night. Yeah. Um, Because you get different vibes, and some people pop in and out. And by the time, you know, you're running with a two-stack, and then the one that you were with before, one person gets off. So, hey, now you have a three-stack. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm really enjoying just popping in and out. And cross-play is really, really wonderful for that because now you're not just... uh, only playing with PS4 people, you're playing with anybody who's playing the same game as you. So
2: I wonder how that's going to translate, since it is a first person shooter, to console players playing against PC
1: players. Probably the same that. that it happens uh, on Call of Duty. Yeah, they. Get wrecked. By they, PC they, players. they will generally try to match you with people who are like you. So if you have one guy who has a keyboard in a squad, uh, in your squad, they're going to try to find squads that are like yours. Mm. You know, maybe three out of four are on console. But honestly after picking up like i played a little bit and i mean a very very little bit of apex on pc uh but doing crossplay on call of duty with a teammate who uses mouse and keyboard and then playing against people who you could tell are using mouse and keyboard i am doubling down on my idea that yes playing with a mouse and keyboard definitely gives you an advantage but if you're not good at the game you're not going to be good at the game you have to have good fundamentals the same way it would be with a fighting game, the same way it would be with a real-time strategy or MOBA, that if you can aim better, cool. But if you have bad fundamentals, if you sprint around the corner every single time, you're going to keep losing. I, thought- I think a lot of people, they have this idea that if they just had better hardware… They, would, they could be a top player. And I'm like, man, you got a long ladder to climb
0: before you get a That's well, something I loved about Overwatch is I played Junkrat. And Junkrat Thrives, if you fucking get in there, just fuck around. Like, just get in there and shoot shit at people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you die eight times. Your whole job is to fucking hit people with your grenades, hit people with your, your little mines get in there and fuck shit and up and when you die you, you explode <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly it's a whole fucking point of that character so I really enjoyed that I actually when I was just even thinking about it I was like I should maybe re- reboot reinstall some uh, some uh, Overwatch I haven't done that in a long time
1: it's a fun game yeah. uh, well hey relevant to this and I'll make this quick uh, I got tired of not finding people to play with on Playstation I used to play Overwatch for Never. for a long time and I really enjoyed that game Uh but you don't want to play with randos because random people are jerks. They're, they're real toxic yeah. and, uh, it really takes the fire out of it or the wind out of your sails. But what I, uh, did, I hopped on PC and there are a couple other people who used to play on a console like I did. And we hopped over to PC cause that's where the people are. And I'm learning, I'm like, man, I thought I'd have trouble picking up mouse and keyboard cause I haven't played a keyboard shooter in like 10 years. Uh, but it's, it's fundamentals, man. Like that stuff transfers over. You'll, you'll get used to mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um,
0: um, so, along with the PlayStation 5 announcement, of course that was at the end, I just wanted to kind of get everybody's thoughts about it. There was a ton of game announcements, um, and we'll, we'll start with the, that were shown at the PS5 event, and we'll get into some maybe that you haven't heard of, um, or that were more recent. Normally on, on these type of shows where I do like a month, um, a monthly gaming podcast, I'd go through all of the games that are coming out that month. Uh, But seeing as we're recording this at the end of the month, we already know. (laughs) Because we already got them. So, um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's my number one. Launch window. Now, from what I understand, there was all this weird miscommunication about what this game actually is. Insomniac Insomniac Games cleared that right up. They said um, it is a standalone game. And uh, Jason, uh, Jason Schreier said it is on par with a Lost Legacy from Uncharted, so it's probably gonna be a 30 forty dollar game, and be a full fledged game. Like even though it's thirty or forty bucks, it's gonna be a full fledged Spider Man thing. You're gonna have access to all of New York. It's just different time, different character, all these kind of things. So uh, that should be that should be really cool. And it's and it's launch window, so you can expect it. Right after you get your PlayStation 5, which is something that we're going to get into as we're going through this. This launch window is insane, man. It is crazy what you're getting. Because I remember when the PlayStation 4 came out, the only game I purchased for it was NBA 2K. Because that was the only game that was out at launch that I was like, I want that. I didn't want Shadowfall, what was it, uh, Killzone Shadowfall, or oh, whatever was it was. I
2: got Destiny, that's all right. Yeah,
0: well, and then Destiny came soon after. But it was like, I still remember, like I said, six games were on the shelf when I bought that. But it seems like this time around, as this generation starts, and what gamers are expecting from these consoles, you're going to have access to a lot more great games right away, rather than... Doing the whole thing of the oh it's it's the launch window and all these games suck. Well, I mean, I thought <laughs> yeah, idea, like,
2: like. I thought to myself, as long as there's three games on the shelf that I want from launch, I'm good. Which right. there, there's more there's more than that. There's, not, there's way not more a than lot, that. I mean, for me, not a lot more. I mean, I think my top three are obviously Spider Man, yeah, Solar Ash, um, Horizon. Well, Solar Ash is actually 2021. It's not launch. Anymore. Okay, so then so then Horizon, and of course Cyberpunk. So I mean. I, I may not even get Cyberpunk on PS4. I may just get it on PS5.
0: That's what I'm thinking about doing. Is like a yeah. game like that. I want to experience it in all of its glory. So, I am thinking think yeah, about and just also that,
1: that seems like a day one thing. I wouldn't even. Oh, well, when does Cyberpunk come out? Uh, 2nd. Tentatively. Okay. Well, on and, November second, I think. And yeah. what's yeah. what's the date of the PS5? There is none. Oh, it's a good guess. But it's, I thought it was holiday They're season.
0: saying it is holidays. But okay, it's a, it so windows. it's just holidays. It's just holidays. A yeah. Yeah, yeah, holiday yeah. window. So. Sometime in November, sometime in December. And if it, I have I, to wait a month to play um, to, to play Cyberpunk, I think I'm okay with it. Like, if, if, if it's December when, when the consoles come out and Cyberpunk came out in November, you know I might pull the trigger and just buy for PS4, especially if there's a upgrade for PS5, mm-hmm. like, right away. But if it, I have to wait, it's fine. And price? Shrug emoji. We have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But I, I, it's... Because we'll, I, th- I think... We'll, they're waiting for the other one I to said they're staring
2: down the trenches like,
0: what are you going to charge? No, 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 what are you going to charge? And currently right. with what's going on, everything's all, everything's very, very weird. Everything's so, very fuckered. Um, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was announced, which looks very cool. Um, that, that to me, was one of the one. Sorry. <laughs> that, to me, was one of the ones uh, that I definitely, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, my PlayStation 4 cannot do that. Uh, when he uh, ratchet uh, shoots a, like a sling into a rift and pulls it forward, and then it Instant automatically transitions. instantly transitions into a new world. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh shit, my place can't do that!" <laughs> like that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Kind of along those same lines of like being like, "This is what next gen looks like." Is Kena and the Bridge of Spirits? This game is a fucking Pixar movie. Uh, like a getting Kubo and the Two Strings vibes from it. it if you haven't seen Ken and the Bridge of Spirits look up this trailer this to me is the one that shows off this is why next gen is a thing this is why you need why you need this is for things that look like this like I'm you could say that Ratchet and Clank the last Ratchet and Clank right looks like a Pixar movie but this takes it to another level where it like just little little nuances in the animation where you're just like this is a fucking DreamWorks movie or something. like it's it's wild what they're able to accomplish <laughs> with it and and it's um the the, the makers of it shit I, w- I wish I could remember the name Insomniac no 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 for what for uh... for Kenna and the Bridge of uh, Spirits oh, oh yeah I'd have to look that up. um it, they're uh, two brothers uh, uh, That's uh a video two of brothers video. of color and they are. Have backgrounds in animation, so that's where they they started off in animation world, and are now making this video game. It looks incredible. it's like sort of Pikmin stuffs going on with like these like little critters running around. Uh, very like I'm getting Zelda vibes. I'm getting Pixar movies. It's
2: it it it, it looks like what we've been waiting for on Beyond Good and Evil. But even that, yes,
0: yes, more like old Beyond Good and Evil. We're like three.
2: We, 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 we never got the new Beyond Good Well, new. it's still coming. That's yeah. I think is also
0: a PlayStation Five game.
2: It's got to be. Or PlayStation Six. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Who knows about that? But uh, Solar Ash also very excited <laughs> for um, Solar Ash from the uh, Heart Machine creators of Hyperlight Hyper Drifter. Drifter, yeah. My that has to be my favorite game in the last like ten years. It, yeah. Without it, it I played through it, beat it, and then went, oh, I didn't get all the triangles. Oh, my God, I have to go back and get all the triangles. <laughs> so I went back and did all, like, first time I've ever done, like, not, like, been, like, I have to get every trophy, like, a platinum, but I went, I, you, you have to get all those little triangles, and if you get all those little triangles, it makes it. dime. You have to, I have to go do that. You don't have to do that to beat the game. You can beat the game without it. But I made it a point that I had to do it, and that, that game, Resonated with me in a way I never expected a game to, so I'm very excited for Solar Ash because it apparently takes place in the same world, so there's some sort of tie there as well. Oh,
2: wow. I didn't know that.
0: Um, and it uh, it's 2021, so it's gonna be, uh, that also might get delayed. So, uh, but it looks very cool.
1: Yeah, I'm that's in my is, top three. I'm interested in that. Yeah,
0: incredible. Um, I also on this on this channel and and on this to this channel on this podcast, I. Mostly focused on indie games. We talk about the big ones and stuff like that too, but the indie games are what gets me excited. So, yep, same. The next one I have listed is Little Devil Inside. Looks incredible. Not even fully sure what that is, but I I love it. Uh, meech was posting a lot of stuff saying that they've been showing stuff for this for years, and I've watched some of the gameplay and stuff, and it's just action adventure. Like some sort of situation uh, with this old man, like kind of silly, zany. It looks incredible. I'm I more of this, more of uh, Ken and the Bridge of Spirits, and Little Devil Inside. Give me more of that, like yeah. animated, sort of cutesy, action adventure. All of that, I want that. Athea is going to be like that. What's that project, Athea? Athea, yes, the uh, the U, uh not Ubisoft.
2: Uh, what is it? Okay.
0: Square. Square. Thank you. Because uh, Ubisoft will hear, hear from in July, but Square—it's uh, also uh, some of the writing team is Gary Whitta. Uh, Gary is heavily involved in the writing of that game, uh, who's kind of all over the place right now. So yeah, that that, that that'll also be interesting. That seems like it's really far off because they didn't really say anything about it. They just kind of—it's we're working on it. I mean, I think what we saw was literally all they had ready. Yep, that that seemed like it. They showed a brief trailer for NBA Two K Twenty One. That's also a launch window. Good lord, the fucking human rendering that uh, 2K can pull off in uh, basketball is insane. If 2K had a, had a a brain noggin over there, they would take that engine for humans that they have for NBA 2K and they would try to incorporate it into literally every game that involves a human that 2K owns because it is insane the way they look. It is stupid. Like, uh, all it, all the trailer was was Zion Williamson in an empty gym, dunking a basketball a few times and sweating. And it was insane looking. It looked crazy. It's just, like, because you know what, when you just see that little clip, you know what that means for what the game actually looks like when it's full five-on-five five actual basketball happening. You're like, that's, what that's, like, feats of, of graphical fidelity that are just ridiculous. And whoever's at 2K, if imagine that same model rendering for, like, Mafia 3. Well, so that increases the way Mafia, how, like, Mafia 3 doesn't look bad, but, like, that, maybe it's just because it's just five guys on a court and the guys on the bench that they're able to get that, but, like, that visual... Of the of just human movement.
1: Dude, when I see that in, it's, it's in sports insane, games, man. it makes me, you know, I, I can see the future of esports in that because, yeah, people are going to buy blah, blah, blah 2020 and 2021 and 2022. They're going to keep buying them. But at a certain point, the graphics of our games are going to get so realistic that if you put them up on, on a TV, people whose gut reaction right now is, why am I watching this video game? Yeah. Well, you know, as the culture changes as well, they'll just be like, oh, wow,
0: people, it's a cool game. You know? People on, on the 2K that's out now will walk by your TV and be like, oh, a game's on. That's why it's insane that right. it looks so good. Well,
1: like, can you imagine? I mean, you, you don't want to think that there would be another lockdown anytime soon. But when lockdown first started, uh, you had a lot of, especially basketball um, teams and players oh, looking for ways to... Mm-hmm. Still monetize their market and get people the basketball that they want to watch. Get the players involved somehow. A lot of people were trying to get. A lot of organizations were trying to get uh, players to run NBA two K brackets. And they did.
0: They did on they, ESPN.
1: They did all over the country in yeah. the big and small ones. Some televised. Some yeah. uh, on Twitch. Uh, some for, for local communities. But uh,
0: they did it with NASCAR. They had like these giant NASCAR setups. There's this hilarious video of Jeff Gordon playing. And he's, like, in this giant chair with a giant monitor in front of him with, like, steering wheel and, like, everything to where it's, like, simulation as simulation gets. And his daughter is walking up going, Daddy, Daddy. And he's like, not right now. Not right now. (laughs) He's in a race that is actually, like, sanctioned by NASCAR that's virtual and his daughter is like, a, like daddy what are you doing and he's like oh my god go ask come mother Gosh, come mom. I'm really busy but that 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 kind of stuff was really really cool to see um, I know that they're still doing 2k league and stuff on ESPN and all that kind of stuff right now uh, that's very interesting um, the one that was like sort of the end cap I, if there's any other games that I'm, I'm sure I'm skipping in the PS5 announced that you guys want to talk about it all please let me know but the one that was the, the end cap on that was Horizon Forbidden West.
1: It's yeah. It's to
0: Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it's going to be great. Of course, it looks incredible. Like, shots of it are, are, are great. We all knew that was kind of coming and that's, and that's what it is. I, I wasn't, it, it's not like I wasn't like, oh, yeah, hyped. I wasn't hyped. I just, of course, of course that's coming. Like, yeah. of course we're getting a second one. Um, I'm more... I get more hyped up for the independence I've never heard of, these new IPs. I get excited for those. And, yeah. you know, games that... I remember the the first ending for Horizon Zero Dawn being like, that was perfect. And then
1: there's an after credit scene. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, well <laughs> like, there's that. And then there's DLC. Uh, yeah, and I never uh, heard of DLC. Horizon was the first video game my girlfriend ever beat by herself. Ah. And uh, she loved it. Uh, she did that, and she Very cool. she just beat uh, Marvel Spider-Man uh, recently, and she's now this week going through the DLCs, and it's great. It's yeah. awesome to see. I mean, I could I could talk a lot about uh, how how much I've enjoyed watching her figure out what she likes as a gamer and becoming independent and becoming pretty good at them. She's a badass at bow and arrows now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. She's a lot different than a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, when when. Uh, I watched her beat Horizon, and then there's after credit scene, and then there is the DLC for that. And I had asked her, I was like, "How? I mean, they ended it, so like, how is there going to be more?" And she's like, "Well, we'll find out." And and so I watched her play through, it, and it was like, "Okay, okay, I'm here for this." Yeah. Like this this doesn't feel like a money grab. This this feels like the, the world still exists. The world didn't just end with the ending of the game, um, and it makes sense that it continues on.
0: I almost wish they just left the end credit scene out. And then you just put that in Forbidden West, like, at the beginning. Oh, I see. Or that. something. Like, because the way that it ends is so perfect that putting an after credit scene is almost like... Well, what
1: would you art. say about The Last of Us, right? Because you, you beat that game, and then you play what's technically the DLC, the La- uh, Left Behind. Um, I, I was totally happy that that was the one and only Last of Us and then when they announced the second one, I was like, "Well, I'm still excited, but also if you guys had but just you know, you only sort of done that know one,
0: you know because the way they end it, you know there's more to the story, and the DLC is a is a like prologue to mm-hmm. what you played in the first one, so it's it's a little different. Yeah. Whereas
1: I don't know, I will say it's nice to have this conversation because those are both first games and a new IP, yeah. and new IP is just great because like yeah, you got staples that are around for a reason because they're good, successful games. But having brand new stories is so refreshing. I mean, the new Ratchet and Clank is Ratchet and Clank like fifteen. Yeah. But it's going to be good. It's be so rich. it's not really a knock against it. But it's really refreshing to have new stories, like The Last of Us One, like uh, Horizon, even like uh, Marvel Spider Man, even though yeah. Spider Man's existed forever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to new IP. Um, but also, it, it's nice to have these ones moving forward. I will say uh, this wasn't on the reveal list, but that Cyberpunk 2077. I love that that's the first of its name. Oh, um, yeah, it's
0: like it's it's own. I would thing.
1: say uh, I'm the most excited because there's so much we don't know. I what have the, that at the very is, I is... have that
0: at the very end because that was did, <laughs> Sorry, like, sorry. They did a video I'm of I'm jumping that today, ahead, here. you're okay. Uh
1: um, oh, I would say um the I think the only other one that's stuck PS5? from PS5, PS5. Uh, Hitman 3 is cool. Oh, I liked yeah. Hitman 1, but I even though I bought Hitman 2 I, n- I never really played it I will say I wish I had people to play it with which now is much more likely than it was at the beginning of this generation for example yeah. uh, it's I, a so fun I think game you can have a cool. lot of fun with those uh, I'm excited to see a Demon's Souls remake because um, part of my struggle getting into the Dark Souls and Bloodborne genre is that I missed the boat when it first happened and when I went back and played some of the older games boy they sure felt like older games yeah um, so I'm looking forward to Polish on Demon's Souls I've never played that game uh, but I'm also looking forward to Deathloop which oh, yeah. I didn't realize until okay. someone else pointed it out it really looks like Dishonored well because it's Arcane too. oh totally makes sense I didn't yeah. realize that yeah. okay yeah. Um, they know what they're good at I'm actually I was ex-
0: more excited for the, the very first trailer that they released for it which was the E3 last year I think mm-hmm. I was more excited for it then than seeing what the game actually is I'm actually not very stoked on it, uh, but I'm, I'm probably wrong because Arcade makes good games. I like to pray a lot.
1: I, uh, so I, I almost wish, I, I kind of agree with you on there, I almost wish I had somebody I could just watch play those games uh, so that I could experience them, but not have to play. I
0: thought them. it was going to be more of a narrative thing, and it's, it, which, yes, there's a narrative going on, but it seems like there's a multiplayer aspect with two players playing against each other, and it's a run based thing I'm oh I'm just I'm kinda I don't know
1: am I mixing up two games there's the one it there's the one where it's like the assassins and then there's the one where there's a, it's like a 1v1 multiplayer game where you fight and then it's like round over and you restart and you watch your former self go do the same thing he just did but now you, you're
0: thinking I think you're thinking of a different you're thinking that's a that that's a game shooter. Called? That's a shooter. Well,
1: game. it was also in the reveal, and I feel bad now that I can't remember what that was. What um, that was so
0: this is based off of the game uh, that Arcane canceled. If you can uh, go to no clip on YouTube and watch the history of Arcane Studios, it's a super awesome documentary about how Arcane Studios came about, what they did, a bunch of they did like three games that never got released, but subsequently influenced Dishonored, Dishonored Two, and Prey. One of those games is a shooter, uh, which a lot of it, it has to is in Deathloop, uh, and they also worked on a Half-Life game that was nearly finished that never came out. Uh, it was pretty much done, and <laughs> it never came out. So, but go check that out. It's a very very cool documentary, uh, and they're gonna eventually release ones about Dishonored and Prey, and most likely about Deathloop as well. But was there any, any any other ones um, that you saw in the PS5 reveal? Resident Evil 8 looks really cool. Oh, Resident Evil 8. Hey. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that looks That's very spooky. Cool. Uh, Dirt 5. I, I like racing games. Dirt yep. 5? Dirt 5. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, they've got a trailer out. It looks it looks like a lot of Gymkhana mixed with Dirt Rally mixed with... It's almost like they looked at every racing game and said, pick the good bits, slam them together. Dirt cool. 2 or 3
0: was free? Yeah. Right? Re- yeah, Dirt 3 um, was free recently. Yeah, yeah and I, I have it. I still... I, Started it up and then something else happened and I I didn't actually end up
2: playing it. But and, I mean, uh, so. it's not coming out till next year. Pragmata. I'm interested in that.
1: I don't know much about it. So. Oh okay, yeah, you
0: mean the, uh, um, the, I just, Capcom, the Capcom's <laughs> answer yeah. to Death Stranding? Death Stranding, <laughs> basically. Yeah.
1: yeah, it looks like James Cameron and Kojima got together and just what? I watched that and I was like, I think I feel ways about this, but I'm confused. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. I, so I thought that was going to be like a third person um, horror game. And that's not at all what that is. No, no It's <laughs> it's, we- it's, weird. It's, weird. it's
2: weird. It's weird in a way like when I when I first saw uh, uh, Bayonetta. The first time I saw Bayonetta I thought it was I played it and I thought it was extremely strange. But of course you immediately get addicted to the gameplay. I'm, I'm hoping... Right. something like I think it's something saying say that a lot, you know. Uh, but, honestly, yeah, I mean, like I was telling Chris before that right now, at least coming between now and PS5, I mean, I, Cyberpunk and Ghost of Tsushima, that's about all I'm looking forward to.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited about Cyberpunk. And Ghost of Tsushima. Well, I'm going to have a bunch yeah, to Ghost, play Ghost going into great. this holiday season. I, I, I got to finally pick up Control. Um, It'll probably go on sale again, but Control I want to play from last year. I want to play Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds both from last year.
0: Um, Don't get uh, Outer Worlds on Switch. Why is that? Because it's straight doo-doo butter. Oh. It really, looks really bad. That's a bummer. It's <laughs> a real really bummer. bad looking. You heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, it looks so bad. I like tried to just watch. I was like, I actually want to see what Outer Worlds looks like on Switch. And I watched the YouTube video and watched it for two minutes. I was like, this looks I'm out. awful. <laughs> like they just—it Like, just, the Switch can't handle it. Like, yeah. why even make the port if it's going to be this muddy? And, like, they fucking put The Witcher on it. And I also, like, watched that for two minutes. It's like, Ooh, no, not the way you want to play that game.
2: And I also wonder what those games will look like even further on Switch Lite. I yep. mean, is it even going to be worse? You yeah. Because, like, I mean. Just not the way to do that I had a question for you guys. Ooh, okay. What uh, What franchise that you played on PS4 that you really liked that you haven't heard an announcement for PS5 you'd like to see a sequel to? Or, or, or basically just you'd like to see what the PS5 can do with that franchise. I think my biggest one is just because I was impressed with it on PS4 is I want to see what they can do with Tomb Raider on, on a system that's well, on. It's a solid
1: franchise, man. I, I didn't expect to care so much about that and then I played whatever the first one was in the it, trilogy yeah, and I was shocked at how much I liked it. I well, mean actually shocked. Well I'd, t- I'd say
2: because I, 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 when I talk about it I constantly draw comparisons between that and Uncharted
1: mm-hmm.
2: while the gameplay and controls are just a little different um, I think Uncharted is a little more fluid with the controls and Tomb Raider is a little more predictable but I mean presentation wise uh, they, they're both phenomenal. And, yeah, and I and we'd be stupid not to expect an uncharted on PS5, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'd like some to sort th- of spin off something. Yeah, and not a Nathan Drake, but something. Well, else. I well if, if they do, if, did you play the whole trilogy?
1: No, but I'm not worried about spoilers. Okay, so
2: if you played the trilogy and the very the third one, the final one. No, there's four. Well, three and a half. <laughs> you want to call it? You, well, but then three 100. and a half. Of no, the lost wait. legacy, <laughs> but then there's uncharted the four. Mm, well, okay, well Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the uh, Tomb Raider S3. Yes. yes, Uncharted S3. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought you are trying to pretend that no. Uncharted
1: 4 didn't exist. No, okay. I'm but, like, that's so, a hot take.
2: But at the end of Uncharted 4, what, what do we see? We see Nathan and Anna's daughter right. take up a strong interest because you it playing as th- his daughter in her room. I would like to see that carried into PS5. Right. But I, I want to see... I want to see Tomb Raider. I mean,
0: the game. The game I would want to see isn't going to happen because the the company no longer exists and the game no longer exists. Yeah, Up he's out there. Lawbreakers. The game is fucking oh, amazing.
1: Yeah, what a shame. We both loved so it. Fucking at that. good. Yeah, it's that's, such a great game. Dude, that's a real shame that that just didn't work out.
0: They should have made it free to play. If they made that free to play,
2: that'd have been fucking huge. I, I think a Response genius was like Apex. I mean, because I, while yes, I spent money on it. I played with a bunch of people who,
1: who don't spend a dime on. It. Yeah. You, you just know? you just need a lot of players to spend a little money and you're gonna you're gonna make a ton of money. I mean Master uh,
0: Prime, like the only people that played
1: Right. Lovelace. I I saw Master Prime, uh, <laughs> it was I saw so clips cool, man. It was the, so the only cool. coverage of that game I ever saw, like full stop, was Master Prime's clips of him, you know, wall riding and just going fast as hell. Jump around, so cool. and I'm like, this looks amazing. And then fast forward a few months, and it's like, Lawbreakers it's has over. 30 players online. They're shutting down the servers. I'm like, what? And How could that be?
2: And that sounds like it even did better than Anthem.
1: <laughs> kind um, um, of. So but it, yeah, get,
0: getting back on tracks here. Sorry. So, no, it's fine. Uh, I, I enjoy this. Um,
1: uh, a, well, well, hold on. My, my low-hanging fruit oh, joke. Oh, that's right. You, oh, your, your oh, question. Geez, his answer. This yeah. is a guarantee. There's there's no doubt that this is going to happen, but it's God of War. I, I I can't yes. wait for that next was, one.
2: Clearly. What was the... It was like God of War, but it came out before. What was it with the chick? With the uh, Heavenly Sword? Why haven't we seen another one of those? I, I mean... Uh, oh, there's a company. I,
0: uh, I think the
1: company's not...
0: They're doing other things. Uh, they're, um, uh,
2: I remember it coming... Hold on.
1: Hold yeah, because Heavenly Sword was a release title on the PS3. It was fantastic. It was great. It was really short.
2: But I, I think that's what inspired God of War. Because God of War came shortly, what... Maybe a year. That's Ninja Theory.
0: They're doing sinuous sacrifice and all that.
2: That's right. So So that's what they're on. Speaking of Ninja, I'd like to see what Team Ninja does with Dead or Alive on the PS Five, because they're always pushing the graphical envelope. But we'll see. Anyway, continue on. Um, So there's a bunch of other announcements. Uh, A couple
0: that I just wanted to run through really quick that I got to play some. Uh, So when they were doing this Gorilla Collective Days of Play, all these other things that were popping up a uh, week or so ago uh steam did the steam games festival and they released demos for a bunch of these games um so uh that's that's where i picked uh griftlands started early access at the same time so i was able to uh that's how i started doing griftlands and that took me away from a lot of these other things but um i actually got sent a review code for a game called west of dead uh from raw fury uh it's voiced by ron perlman It's the main character it's a uh twin-stick shooter run-based situation. I would, I'm not an AWSP-type player, uh, so it's very frustrating. Uh, but luckily, Joe here showed me how I can format the PS4 controller to make that work. So nice. I'm going to do that on Steam so that I can actually play that and, and give you a proper what that is. It's very cool that Ron Perlman's involved with it. And it, the, it looks like a graphic novel. You have a very, like, um, ghost Rider guy like Skull Head but there's like White Flame coming off. It's very cool and visually striking. Um, I played a game called Black Skylands uh, which is like sprite based, top down. It's like a mix of a lot of things. There's a lot going on. Um, it is like a far- farming sim sort of. Uh, you have to. You, it's all takes place in like um, steampunk world, sort of, so like there's airships and all these things, and you have an airship that is destroyed by these people that were demanding more food, sort of like A Bug's Life, if you remember the plot of A Bug's Life, uh, imagine the bad guys as the grasshoppers and the ants. You're the ants. So you need to create more food, they, you don't create enough, they destroy your ship, so you don't have to rebuild that. But you also have like an airship that you're on, it's also a twin stick shooter, you have a grappling hook, there's a lot going on. Very cool looking sprite stuff going on there. But I just wish it felt better. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I could say it. Like everything is just a little obtuse. So like everything doesn't feel quite right. You're falling off the edge. You're you don't have full control of the airship really. Like when you're flying it around, you feel like I don't know how to stop right. It's I don't kinda know, out of control. I don't know how to port. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know how to like pull up to this new spot and just stay without like into bashing it. into it. <laughs> um, it's it's got cool ideas. I could see that being very, very cool in, in 2021 when it, when it actually releases, but there's it's, it's got a lot of weird weird stuff going on there. Um, a game called the Iron Oath. Uh, I played a demo of. Uh, it is you basically have a mercenary company that you it's, it's got a lot of vibes of uh, uh the darkest dungeon. Oh really? So, yeah, uh, but it's like hex based. And it's dungeon crawlery, and you have all these mercenaries that all do different things, and it's hex based, so you gotta move the guy very XCOM like, but mm-hmm. in hexagonal shapes. Seems really cool. The demo was, was very cool. I, I'm not sure if that demo is still available, but if it is, check out the Iron Oath on Steam. Uh, int- very interesting. A game called Star Renegades, which I was showing Joe before. Uh, no demo for this, they just announced it on one of those things, or were showing stuff for it in on one of those things very anime very jrpg gundam stuff going on fighting giant robots turn sort of turn-based but timeline-based battle system where you it like shows you what your enemy's gonna do and then you have to do things along the timeline to make sure that that enemy doesn't do the thing that it's going to do to you or it'll knock out you and your whole party a lot of a lot of turn-based things. I don't know why this was like up my alley that day. I was just like, man, these look really fucking cool. Um, very cool. It's also, sprite-based, but gorgeous. It's like uh, two two point five D, where it's like sort of like Octopath Traveler. Yeah, it's crazy looking. Yes, uh, it's crazy looking. Check out Star Renegades. There's a lot of stuff for that. Another game I saw, uh, No Place for Bravery. Sprite-based, but it's it's more Dark Souls-y. Looks very cool. They just released a gameplay trailer to actually show what it was just the other day. So check out No Place for Bravery. Something I'm super excited for that's also going to be launch window of the PS4 and PS5 is Planet Coaster Console Edition. Holy shit! If you're ever a fan of Roller Coaster Tycoon, Sim Coaster, those kind of things, this is it. This is that, but like a little z- like fun and zany. Uh, but it's coming to consoles. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 in the launch window of when those are cut. So, holiday season this year. I've seen a lot about it on PC. I just know my laptop cannot run that game, for sure. I know it can't. Uh, it's beautiful looking. Uh, if you've ever wanted to get back into the theme park thing, that seems like something that's gonna be super awesome. Baldur's Gate Three uh, for people that were fans of Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin Two, this is that team. Uh, obviously, when they were doing Divinity Original Sin, they were like, kept messaging Dungeons and Dragons people being like let us make Baldur's Gate, check this shit out and they'd show them Divinity and they'd be like oh my god, they're like let us do Baldur's Gate 3. They're letting them do it, it looks crazy they're trying to put beta out in August so I have to get a like a full-fledged gaming PC in August uh, <laughs> or by August it, like in Divinity you would have conversations and all these things would mean like very Dungeons and Dragonsy. but in this one it like zooms in and has like basically a like cutscene level of like conversations with people even though you're choosing what to say and like it looks fantastic they did a full like gameplay thing of it just the other day so uh, check out Baldur's Gate 3 it looks really cool they're making a, a fourth Crash Bandicoot finally, it's been how many years? I mean they've made a fourth one but this is actually named four, they did Warp Time Warped or whatever and then a bunch of uh, two
2: other mm-hmm. spin-off ones well, but in, Crash Bandicoot 4 is good. In their defense they've been busy with the Last of Us 2.
0: Oh, well no, it's well it's different different people. But Oh, it's not it's not Dog anymore. Okay. No, no. no. <laughs> now, the,
1: it's like the developers also need a break. Like they're yeah. they're programming for a while and like, "Oh man, we just we just give us some and Crash and, and, Bandicoot." And then some Killian. What about Crash Bandicoot? Man? Yeah. <laughs> same
0: same people that did the insane trilogy, so if you enjoyed that, um, imagine that plus it the only my only knock is it looks like fucking ratchet and Clank like they're it looks like they're taking a lot from that which is to me a little bothersome but um, I'm not gonna judge it too hard about it Marvel's Avengers had a big thing yesterday um, it won't be yesterday when this podcast comes out but uh, whatever it came out uh, it's basically destiny but Avengers it's something that it the one thing, when I was watching gameplay, the, the gameplay kind of made me nauseous. Just the way the camera... The camera wobbles. It, the camera wobbles so much. on the Like, just focus on the player, I feel like, uh, it would make that a little less weird. Uh, but the stuff I did like was the... All these different characters that you're going to have are going to have gear. Uh, so your Thor and my Thor are not the same Thor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not even, like... We may be we wearing the same skin, but we'll have completely different abilities. And we'll have different gear that's changing those abilities. And you'll have new missions, new story, new heroes, no additional cost. Uh, the only things that will cost things is, it sounds like skins. It sounds, it sounds like costume kind of things. Like if you want a specific Iron Man from like the movies, All you're going to pay $3 or whatever for it on the marketplace. Or whatever, you know. So um, that seems cool, but it is destiny as fuck. Uh, I, I heard a lot of people say this is not exactly what they want. They would rather like a Spider-Man type game for
2: Avengers. Oh, but yeah. I thought they were going to do like a Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, that's what I it's thought. It's sort of like
0: that because it's it's team ba- like you can co-op it, right? But it's more it's, not, de- it's, no, it's more Destiny. It's no longer isometric; it's third person, right? And it's more okay. Destiny-like in you're getting gear and you're power getting your power
2: level higher or whatever mm-hmm. higher, and you're using different abilities and which that got tiresome because i mean it was uh, that's that's one of the things that drew me away from destiny too was it,
1: it's just an endless grind just it, it yeah okay it's capitalism the game you never really win it
0: there you go like i said the gameplay made me feel a little funky in my stomach just the way the camera wobbled it was like the camera wouldn't stop moving and it's like stop moving just focus on what's happening in the game like it was yeah. so weird
1: um Dude, I had, a, I had a glitch during um, XCOM 2 where I forget what happened, but if you like get hit with something or, or something, your screen will like shake and it'll go kind of hazy and stuff. Yeah. And it clearly glitched out. and just kept doing it. It just kept doing it. And I was like, this is unplayable. <laughs> it only happened once, but I pulled Lizzie over. I'm like, this is bananas, right? Like, this is not right. <laughs> uh, it was just like funny how... Like, you're looking at it, and you're like, no one could have possibly done this on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, what you're describing sounds like, well, maybe dial it back.
0: No, maybe it's on, don't it's on purpose. purpose for sure, but it's just a little too much movement for me. Something yeah. that is intriguing to me is just the amount of superheroes and villains and things they can bring into this that you'll be able to collect gear for that is different. There are and at, be, at least and dozens of Marvel characters. Right, and all these things will be free. Right? Well, so And, and each, each one you're getting is going to be different, and they'll have different abilities and different things, and all their gear will be different. And like that, to me, is super
2: intriguing. It's like, that has legs Well, me, he, but. The rumor about this game was is it could have been finished last holiday season. But they didn't on purpose. They waited until the acquisition of Fox... So that they had access to all characters, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true or not. Well, it makes but sense. I mean, they may have they may have purposely slowed it down so that once the release date came out, they could add all these other characters. Because I mean, yeah, they already had enough of their own without the Fox license. But now it's a Fox license; they've got even more characters. Because there's you know how many kids are going to want Wolverine exclusively, right? right. So I mean, yeah, right. um, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven today had a
0: uh, a stream. I thought it was going to be a little bit more. Information than it was, but um, a little hokey, you yeah, know, a little. That game's gonna be awesome. Yes. Uh, and previews went up, and people were able to talk about what they played and how, what it was like. Uh, so, if you want to see a lot about that, there's, uh, I'm sure your favorite games media person has uh, some impressions on that. I know IGN, GameSpot, kind of funny. All of those people have that kind of stuff. Uh, so check that out. I think Cyberpunk's gonna be great. Like I said, I may wait for it uh, for PS Five if it's super close. If it's not super close, then I will um, get it on PS Four. And apparently, there's gonna be some upgrade path for PS Five. So I kind of want to wrap up here because this has been a this has been a long one. I'm just gonna ask you guys a couple questions normally I do like five questions at the end but let's uh, do ten some of those some of those <laughs> some of those don't, uh, don't really apply anymore because people can't go out to eat so I can't ask you what, what you went out to eat recently
2: fair enough so um, what have you been watching? I started Stargirl and Snowpiercer and last night we just watched the first episode of HBO's new Perry Mason okay um I don't have any judgment on that yet the first episode was okay but I don't know where the show's going yet
0: right and it's noir so it could take yeah. some time to build
2: um, Snowpiercer a little boring
0: have honestly. you seen have you seen the movie yeah i seen the okay. movie
2: yeah I, it's a little boring in, in that I understand that shows have all types of type of episodes that they can do mm-hmm. but every episode on this is a bottle episode because they're on a the goddamn train right so and I was worried about that when they announced the show because yeah. I was like I understand you could do it for a movie you could make it interesting but then yeah. there's only so many locations now of course they say well we've got 1,000 cars on Snow Pearson right okay. okay yeah okay but I mean still it's it's not as exciting as I was thought it would be I mean there's some of that hierarchy you know societal you know lower class upper class middle class it's touching on that right um, but, no, I mean, the real surprise was Stargirl. Stargirl's actually pretty fun and refreshing. Cool. It's not your typical dark DC. It's, you know, it's, it's basically the B team, but they've got they've given it a lot more pop, a lot more brightness. It's, it's just... It's teenagers becoming a superhero team, and it's, it's not bad. I mean, it, I stopped watching Arrow and Splash and all those about three seasons in. I just got a little bored with it and this may happen with this one too but uh, no I was surprised by that and uh, and Harley Quinn Harley Quinn is probably so I I watched like the first
0: scene of that and I was like nope I'm good on this it just seemed you're talking about Harley Quinn? yeah it just seemed like almost like childish like vulgarity and I was like this is
2: ridiculous episode one was gratuitous yeah I I was like this is stupid Um, (laughs) the story the the storyline they give you is it's not new I I wanted to love it because Ron Punches is a shark and that is the that is the best part about the whole show is Ron Punches (laughs) as King Shark is fucking hilarious (laughs) but as the show has progressed I think I think they did the first episode to be shocking I think they yeah, and it did. Yeah, like, and it just seemed but too much. once right. you get three or four episodes in, you can see that they they've dialed that back some. I mean, they're they're still villains. You know, it's yeah. still Harley Quinn. She's still dropping F-bombs every episode. But it's not as much. I mean, the line that stands out to me from the first episode that made it like that is like, when she said, I'm as sure of that as I'm as sure as this guy fucks bats. Yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, that's... Wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I mean I was ready for the vulgarity but damn I didn't know we were going in that such direction and, and yeah the first episode I wasn't sure after the, after the, I was like mm. yeah but I love animation so I gave it a couple more and yeah no I'm, so, I'm I'm thoroughly happy happy with it I do want to say one show to avoid I had high hopes for when I saw it when I when I heard of the concept uh, Crossing Swords is fucking awful
0: oh the Hulu show
2: it is yeah and, it didn't look and I, the concept was great to me you know you know vulgar mouth the the design of the little people toys like Playmobil toys yeah and the the concept but if you just the first episode alone the dialogue is so forced and so it's worse than the first episode of Harley Quinn oof so
0: forced vulgarity is. so avoid
2: crossing swords unless you just gotta have your F-bomb fix actually I I tried
0: to watch the um the other show on Hulu the um, um Rick and Morty one and I didn't get into that either other planets or, or mm-hmm. what oh uh, Solar Opposites Solar opposite I didn't get yeah, into it either I, I was like
2: meh nope and you know what killed it for me on that one it's just it didn't feel like it was as good as Rick and Morty yeah and I it's knew like, it came yeah. kind from of the same brains yeah so I was just like because nah, I look forward to Rick and Morty episodes for how smart it was that's the reason I love Futurama Futurama yeah. as goofy right. as it is was fucking smart right and yeah Solar Opposites I think they just got a paycheck to do that and I think they, I think that's why it took so long to get season 4 of Rick and Morty out because they hammered this one out it came out complete for a season and then we get a half and half season of season 4 because reasons right but no um, what have you been watching Thomas?
1: Uh, I have been half watching a bunch of shows but uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I checked out The Great I think it's called Yeah. on I don't know Hulu I think it's Hulu yeah um I did not understand what that show was going into it and it intentionally kind of keeps you on your toes because like it's in one it's like moment it's a satirical period piece. Yeah, cuz like in one moment it's funny and another it's like like Game of Thrones, oh no, is this person about to die? And, and and it really it's kind of all over the place, but once I understood what it was trying to do and I just relaxed about it. Uh, I really enjoy that show nice it's very well acted I think the writing is even good I again I was skeptical the first even two episodes um but I'm glad that I mostly watched that whole show yeah. <laughs> uh I'm I halfway gamed we we have two TVs in our living room so for some of it I'd have my headphones on playing you know Apex right while, so you know so I'm definitely not able to watch both but yeah uh yeah I, I enjoyed that show more than I thought I would
0: yeah uh Devin and I just watched. Uh, we just started and, and finished Umbrella Academy on Netflix. That's, that's pretty good. Um, it is, but it has its moments where the acting is just atrocious and scenes are just awful, I, and it doesn't make any sense. Like everything's doing pretty well, constructed, and everything's going pretty well. It's like what? And happened? then yeah, and then all of a sudden somebody like dive bombs off the edge, and you're like, "What, Ellen Page? You were what happened?" Late lady who who says you had a rumor. What you? Why? Beside- What's going on? The bes- acting is so
2: weird sometimes. Besides her, I think they got everybody on the cheap. Because the big guy, Yeah, the only thing I've ever seen him in was uh, uh, Black Sails. That's all I've seen him in. And I was like, well... He has some moments, too, where you're like, man, just don't. Just and set up the next couple plays out. Yeah. and just it don't talk. Yeah, it was inconsistent, but I, I liked the story.
0: It was a little interesting. The story like, is super fascinating, and it's like trying to get into And they, of course they cliffhanger and the shit out of you. Next season starts in July. So, hopefully, that's good. I we we were just looking for something to watch and ended up watching that. We also watched Magic for Humans, uh, pretty much all the seasons of that. I'm trying to think of a movie I watched. I watched Capone. Uh, on the po- I, heard I that was bad. I liked it. Did you actually, yeah, because it's Tom Hardy's amazing. He's incredible. <laughs> uh, it's not it's not a it's not a mob movie like you think it is. It's about. Um, Capone losing his mind uh due to his brain riding away from syphilis so um that actually happened uh and it's interesting it's like a portrait of a man losing his mind uh and Tom Hardy does an incredible job because that's what he does he's a great actor uh but it's not it's not like your typical mob movie um and that's I, I can't think of any movies or anything that I've really watched. I will say but. something
2: that I'm getting ready to add because I just got notification that they just dropped the first three episodes of the next season. Yep. Doom Patrol. That should be up by Oh, okay, tomorrow. cool. And Doom Patrol's awesome. Yeah, I've heard that's good. Uh, it really is. Um, I'm somewhat endeared because I'm glad to see Brendan Fraser getting work. Is he Oh, yeah. it? Yeah, Brendan Fraser voices Robot Man. Oh nice. And so yeah, and so Doom Patrol is vulgar. It's not Harley Quinn level vulgar, but it's it's mostly most of the vulgar comes from his character and uh uh oh what the hell's her name? Diane Guterres' character who is she she has an interesting character in Doom Patrol, I forget I think it's Crazy Jane. Yeah, that's her name, Crazy Jane. She has like sixty three personalities. And each personality has a different superpower. Oh, okay. So she switches on the fly, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, then there's the uh, elastic woman. Uh, there's the guy who's not there. He's like living energy. But uh, cool. it's really good. It's It ties in a little. They, they share the same universe as Titans. I don't know if you guys have watched Titans. Um, and they're loosely sharing with other DC properties. They'll mention a few things, but like... They'll talk about Batman. DC's just so, so all over the place. I just it, it is, and so you know, at funny. this point, I've given up on continuity with them. I'm just trying to enjoy whatever they're putting out. Yep. Yeah. But
0: uh, uh, speaking of which, which we failed to mention, there is a leak that um, the the um, Rocksteady game is going to be um, Suicide Squad.
2: I saw that. I saw that yesterday.
0: And the uh, uh, new Arkham game uh, is called Gotham Knights. Uh, but that's all. Nothing's been confirmed. That's all supposed to come out in July. They're supposed to do a big DC thing in July, and both those will be announced there. So uh, it was just leaked um, earlier this week that Do you think happened. DC
2: is happy that the pandemic happened because Marvel had to slow down? Mm, not really.
0: I mean, they had I to think slow down this too. everybody pretty hard. Yeah, like they were in the middle of filming the Batman. Yeah, and now they can't. No. Yeah, <laughs> no
1: matter what they had planned before. Yeah, yeah. wrench thrown in. It. I'm excited for Wonder
2: Woman and Black Widow.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, both of those are great. Um, what have you guys been listening to? Uh,
1: I discovered Poppy for the first time this year. I'd never heard of her. It is sludge music. Yeah. Um, really enjoy her album that came out in, I think, January. Uh,
0: My friend did a uh, tour merch for her. Dude, I, I... I mean, he's not doing it right now. Uh, well, yeah. People obviously. won't wear their masks, but... Um, Uh, we'll get back
1: there really enjoying that album I've you know every few weeks I'll pop that back on I'm like man I really enjoy this Uh, I like that Uh, Fantagram had a new album this year that I liked a lot Fantagram is one of my more favorite artists Mm -hmm. Um, as far as albums go I think it's their strongest from start to finish that's good Um, I like the one they
0: did with Big Boy
1: yeah Big Gramps (laughs) yeah Big Gramps yeah I I really like that stuff (laughs) um and then uh, my other one would be Dua Lipa, who I had oh, yeah. never heard of I've until. Heard of this. Uh, She's not bad. She's not dude, bad. Um, a friend of mine recommended, she, she was just like, hey, this is the best pop album of 2020. And I was like, you know what? If it's something my girlfriend and I can listen to together, I'll check it out. And so I checked it out and I was like, dude, this is like banger after banger. <laughs> this thing's great. So I showed it to my girlfriend knowing that if she liked it, she'd put it on repeat all the time. And so she did. And so now it's nice because, you know. When my girlfriend likes something, like if she likes an album, she'll play it from start to finish. Yeah. And then she'll play it again. Yeah. And um, and I can't really do that, but I know that if, if I can find music that we can both enjoy in the car together, hell yeah. Yeah. I, I had never heard
0: of it before until Jake Wells was on the show um, a couple episodes ago and he he would, he talked about her and then now I can't stop hearing about her.
1: <laughs> it's so. really good.
2: I'm, I'm nose to even run the jewels. Run the jewels. I mean, they are... <laughs> That album's on repeat. The only other thing I listen to... Uh, I mean, I listen to everything, being a DJ, but um, I've really been impressed with uh, someone that I knew about, but I didn't know she was putting out a lot of music, but she does it independently, so she doesn't put out albums. She just puts out single after single, throws them on YouTube, and that's uh, Snow's a product. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Uh, I mean, her...
1: She, I found her through uh, the Hamilton Mixtape. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's right, yeah. So... Uh, um, so I added all. Her, I mean, I got all her albums up. I got uh, well, I shouldn't say albums. I created a compilation compilation album to put on the server for everybody. But uh, I mean, she, yeah, I mean, her her lyrics are clean. They're on. I mean, it's it's not. She reminds me of. I hate making comparisons, but.
0: I love she, making comparisons. <laughs> she,
2: her her articulation and flow remind me of Tech Nine. Oh okay. I mean she really does I mean it's it's that level of talent so that's cool but that's about it for music wise I mean yeah I mean I can't stop playing RTJ4 yeah (laughs) it's and right now that shit hits different yeah oh yeah (laughs) I mean it's it's an angry album
0: the three the three songs that I have here that I've been listening to a lot are about what's going on right now uh grounds by idols Idols is a punk band from England. They are they're huge right now, and they're they're really super important to what's happening right now. The the uh, chorus of the song is, "Do you hear that sound of thunder?" It's a sound of strength and numbers. So there's it's 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 heavy handed, but it's it's needed. Uh, a song that just came out today, "Freeze Tag." Uh, this is a song that is by a super group called Dinner Party which is Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, in Kamasi, Washington. So uh, who's who of, of um, hip-hop and and jazz all mixed together. Uh, the song is very poignant to what's happening now, um, and the same with Lockdown by Anderson .Paak. I've listened to those three songs quite a bit. Uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, this episode. It's a very long one. It's been a minute since I've been able to talk about video games, so.
1: Well, it's been a minute since been, uh, been able to be this. in the same room as yeah. people. Yeah, I, I know. know.
0: Yeah, uh, thank, you. thank you for listening. Uh, much more podcasts and things to come soon. Uh, thank you guys for coming.
1: Thanks for having us. Heck yeah.